you're about to listen to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio Network. To listen to other shows just like this, go to foureyedradio.com. Like our show, Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Where we talk everything and anything about Pokemon. Learn something new. Like, did you know that every Pokemon card is misprinted on the back? The ball centerpiece opens on the wrong side. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to check that out. But yeah, you can learn stuff like that, which I just learned right now. I did not realize that this was a genre of film that existed. And it started asking me trivia questions about which of the following is not a trademark of British kitchen sink filmmaking. I was like, the fuck I don't know what that is, and I'm now curious what 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 those films are. Are they just kitchen sinks or they're just like um, films that just take place in a kitchen or I, I don't know because I was like trying not to cheat because we were we were just we were we were on a zoom call. We weren't doing it um so our company does offer us what, what they call a VTO, which is a volunteer time off where we can actually get time off paid to do volunteer work. Yeah. And because of COVID and everything, part of that includes virtual volunteering. So in theory, I could put in for time to take time off work and get paid to answer trivia questions to fill rice bowls. So in the future, it would be beneficial to know what a... Um, I will tell you this. I think that's the terms not considered part of British kitchen sink films. What was that? Guy Ritchie films. Guy not Ritchie considered films. not considered part of of that genre. Okay, I didn't not, think they would not be. Not part of it. I mean, well, cuz the question was like which of the following directors is most associated with British kitchen sink? Well, who type is filmmaking? And I saw Guy Ritchie and I was like, he makes British films. Click Nope, wrong answer. I was like, "Well, well fuck okay, me. well, who, who, who does, who does make them?" I don't remember what the right answer was, man. Eric, okay, oh, first man. off, that's tonight's title is British Kitchen Sink Films. Richard, British Kitchen Sink Films, yes. And now I have to look it up because I'm like, this is. I need to know. I need to know because for all I know, I've already seen a British Kitchen. You probably sink have, film. evidently. You know what? We probably all have. And we don't even realize that there was... Now that makes me even curious what other film genres... Okay. Uh, Another one that it asked about was uh, French... um, What was it? Neo... Not uh, Neo-modern? No, what was it? Oh, fuck. I forget what the name of it was. It was like French Neo-something or other uh, films. And like it it, it gave a list of directors like, which of the following directors is not associated with French neoclassical filmmaking or some bullshit. I was like, first of all, I recognized none of these names. Second of all, you've listed a genre of film I have never fucking heard of. So I'm just going to click one and guess. And I got it wrong. Okay. We probably never seen any because already I'm reading the description to a kit. Okay. This is what they call it. It's actually, okay. So it's got a couple of names. Kitchen sink realism or kitchen sink dramas is a British cultural moment that developed in the 1950s and the early 1960s in the theater, art, novel, films, and television plays, though whose uh, protagonists usually were described as angry young men who were delusional with modern society. That just sounds like shit. Like, why would I want to watch yes. that? And you, uh, <laughs> the only thing you just said right now makes me want to watch a movie. Um, a good movie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, apparently A Taste of Honey is one of them. 
That was one on the list. That was definitely one on the list of answers. It always rains on Sunday is another one. Uh, let's see. Look back in anger. I've heard that, but I actually thought it was a title to like a, uh, like a, like a, uh, album that I might own from like a punk rock band. Uh, wow. These all I mean, just sound, these all sound bad. Yeah. The term kitchen sink school was first used in a visual arts where the critic David Salvator Salvator uh, used it in 1954. Salvatore. No, I don't yeah, know. No, it's British. It's not yeah, it's Italian. It's yeah, to describe a group of painters who called themselves the BX Arts Quartet. Oh, God, that just... Yeah. And despite the socially realistic type scene of domestic life. Okay, yeah. I, okay, so basically all you're telling me is my, my life, if I was in Britain, would just be a British kitchen sink film at this point. Okay. Okay, well... well now I, we I, I, I'm really sad. We learned something tonight. And Matthew wasn't here for it. Oh, but yeah, by the way, we haven't even started the show yet. But Matthew wasn't here for the thing that we learned tonight. But I'm actually kind of s- disappointed of what I've actually learned. Like, I don't feel like I gained any knowledge. And I felt like uh, I've just wasted time. I, I've, I've literally put, put information into my brain that may have pushed relevant information out of it. Yeah, right. And now that's there instead. Yeah. And like somebody's going to ask me a, a real question that I need to know the answer to. It's going to be like work related. It's going to be something like relevant to my 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 financial uh well-being and i'm gonna be like listen i can't answer your question but let me tell you about british kitchen sink filmmaking actually now i just need to find like something that's happening in the real world and just drop that as like an insult be like huh you're being a real british kitchen mm-hmm. sink right now <laughs> they'd be like the, the, what the fuck does that what? mean they're gonna have to, they're gonna be like no i'm not and then they'll be like over in the corner like with their phone like googling like am i no, the sad part really? is the sad, the sad part is that it actually sounds like a family guy joke where someone would be all like this is like one of those bad british kitchen sink films and then it like just pans over to like in britain zooms in on the sink and the sink's all like bloody hell look at me blah 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 it's just like and and it's all like and then yeah, it just that was my original thought because i was like okay so kitchen sink you know usually when you refer to in in general terminology when somebody refers to a kitchen sink it's usually everything and the kitchen sink meaning like just a fuck me well yeah it's like literally everything including like it's it's when you make the original terminology came from when you would make a meal out of whatever was available and it was, you know, everything but the kitchen sink, like literally everything in the kitchen except the sink itself went into this meal. And so when I thought of British kitchen sink filmmaking, I thought, okay, so basically they just used everything that was available, but how does that help me fucking name a director from this list? All right. So I'm going to refill my glass real quick. And then right. as soon as I'm back, we can like fire up the music and yeah, start. Fire the music and we'll be good to go. But yeah, ugh, I feel dumber from knowing that. now. <laughs> Everyone in this room is like, not, it's not even yeah, yeah. Having heard it. Now hearing Nothing it. that you just said made any sense. Yeah, like, ugh. yeah, no, I was just like, yeah, that's very disappointing. Yeah, that that that's kind of what I felt. And then the other one was like fringe neo something something or other. And I was like, it was funny because those questions didn't come up until it was like on the I had progressed to the like the hard level of the film category of the questions or whatever. But then they kept coming up over and over again. Okay, so the only thing I can think of, that means there was somebody who works for your company who basically went to film school, learned everything about film, never got the guts to make a movie. This isn't anything that my company created. This is created by 
Um, so this is like, you can, you can do this. You can do this. Um, what is it? It's uh free rice.com. I think is the, the name of it. This is something you can do. It's actually the world food program. Um, and this is something you can participate in. Anyone can participate in. Uh, we have a little group within our, you can log in and like do it with a group like we have for work so that we can like compete amongst ourselves. But it's completely free for anybody to do. Mm-hmm. And basically you answer the questions. And as you fill these bowls, this organization um, donates food to countries that need food. Okay. Well, uh, uh, the United Nations enough. World Food Program is the world's largest <laughs> humanitarian organization, saving lives in emergencies and building Look, we're not affiliated with them, but go ahead and check them out if you want to give people food. Just beware. I guess if that question comes up for you guys, uh, at least you know. But uh, let's fuck that shit and move on with our awesome show for once. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Friday night, and you know what that means. It's time for an all-new Socially Awkward Studios. We got your dude, Steve-O. And me, I'm your boy, Eric. It's Friday night. The drinks are tight. Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Socially Awkward. I am Stevo, and I am Eric, and it is episode three thirty-five. Finally, oh geez, okay, so we've been off for like another month or two or something like that. September first, if you're listening to this in uh, 2022, uh, we just learned about British uh, kitchen sync films uh that's if eric keeps the beginning part in which i think he should now just to be like and i want actually i know no one tweets us anymore and no one uh like we don't really interact with people and stuff like that but if if we are still out there on a twitter or whatnot like let us know like if you thought that was the like when i looked that up like i was legitimately excited about like oh what is this what could it be and then i was just like wow this was like i just wasted time on this i don't this think i've wasted morning. i don't think um, i've wasted time on really? anything besides my work now you know if if you're listening to this episode on uh, any podcast platform check out the description of the episode there will be a link to our discord join us there and uh, join the conversation about british kitchen sink films and other film genres let us know what you know about it we've had a couple of people we've had a couple literally a couple of random people join the discord so far I am legitimately way more excited about that than I should be. No, that's good. I mean, because like, I've, have... I've been throwing the link out there on every episode that goes out for a while. And it's like, unfortunately, most of the episodes that go out are have been recently either Ranger Command or uh, Walloping Web, Web Snappers, which is great. They're, they're fantastic shows. Definitely listen to them. But Walloping Web Snappers has their own Discord. So... Anybody following Discord who wants to talk to them is going to go to theirs. Um, Ranger Command has their own Patreon, has their own, you know, all that, sh- all that stuff. 
So people asked us, it's like, you guys should do a Patreon. I'm like, we have nothing to offer. At least Eric uh, Barry is on his like fucking game and actually can deliver shit for his like Patreon members. Like we had a Patreon. We wouldn't make any money because I know for a fact to be like, oh, I was supposed to do something, but fuck it. We, we, we'd have to have something extra offer. And the fact is, as of right now, Socially Awkward is uh, completely free. Everything we offer is free. Um, Actually, you if, know what? Let's start putting future. some episodes on lockdown then. You want to join the Patreon page. You can only listen to old episodes of Socially Awkward before we actually had our shit together. Wait. Uh, we, we are... I mean, if we if we actually, you know, like we're to keep up on episodes and stuff, I mean, we I'm trying the limit on I mean, the Anna RSS. And I, Anna and I have been watching horror films. We just have not been doing podcasts. Me, I've been trying to do a revamp of Arcade Bros, but I can't get two of my co-hosts. Like, we can't really find time to like do stuff. And it's not like anything on them. It's just me not being able to reach out and be like, oh, we should totally do something. Because every time I say it, it's like the day of, of like, oh, we should totally do a podcast. And everyone's like, well, I don't have time to do a podcast. I... Uh, no, I totally know the feeling. I literally have. I mean, I was so excited uh, when I created Interstellar Comms with Eric, which I'm still very proud of the show itself and what I've put out there thus far. However, um, I did stall. Um, I've got an episode in the can that I need to edit and put out. I've got three or four guests on the hook that I just need to reach out to and be like, Hey, can we schedule some time to record? But every time I have time off, it's been like, yeah, it's my time. I like, I, I just don't have no, the motivation. Not, I need I, to force I, myself to be like, okay, I need to schedule this shit. I need to lock these people down to times and be like, we're going to record the shit. And then I need to take the time to sit down and edit that shit, put that shit out, and do my part of the job. But either way, no. um, I just didn't want to talk like we should when we we should basically what we should do is actually talk shop where we all have time to like talk shop and actually discuss of what we want to do and not bore it with the fans because they come here for an actual like whatever we call this. I wouldn't even call it a show anymore. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just a mishmash of uh, some stuff. Sometimes you learn something. If you have the Patreon subscription, though, you'll know what a what a British kitchen film sync was. <laughs> Yes, no. yes, yes, yes. But anyways, yes. Eric, how are you? It's been like I'm trying to remember the last time we did a show. It was a month ago, maybe two months ago. I'm- it was a, it was a while. I like I I pulled it up to grab the number so that I would know the um the number for this episode, but I didn't check the date. But it it has been a little while. Um, the time change has been hard on us as far as recording with you guys being three hours behind me. Um, so hopefully when the time changes back again, which comes up here in the springtime, uh, or wait, no, what is it? Uh, fall time. When, when fall, when fall officially hits, we, I fall back, you guys stay the same. And then we're only two hours apart instead of three hours apart. And it will make scheduling time to record much, much easier because it won't be so late for either one of us, um, for for any, for any of us. So hopefully that will make things a little easier and maybe we'll get some more shows out. And I think we, I, I, I think I am confident that we'll get to 400 before the end of the year. I'm confident that we can do that with 395 under our belt on September 1st. I think, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. So we have to get five shows out. Dude, five shows out in four months. I think we can handle that. Know, dude, we are, we are. 
the way our track record has been this year, like we've been so like we were on our game like every week show, every week show. Then maybe sometimes we didn't do a show. It's like okay, people only get three you know shows that month or whatever. But we have just been like I I don't even know if people are. I might get that if I run into any of Matthew's friends. Be like, you guys still doing that podcast? And be like, yeah, we're just really bad at it. Yeah. Well, things have been you know in flux for me. I I, I changed jobs. Well, I and change change jobs i got a promotion which but it did drastically change my uh duty. Yeah, everything, everything you do um the you know family situation there's been some 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 situations some dramas not not drama i don't want to say that but there's been some some Basically, things going on there that have family. caused me to not necessarily be as available as i could have been to to record um and i know you and Matthew both have stuff going on. I mean, obviously Matthew is not with us tonight because as yeah, I thought he was only going from fucking Seattle. Yeah, um, I thought he was just going for the so, weekend. Just out of nowhere, he sends us a picture the next morning, and he's just all lie. I'm like, that doesn't look like Arizona. Oh, I'm like, where are you at? I'm in Seattle. We're like, what the fuck. I'm like, okay, no, I'm I'm hope he's having fun. I thank him and Mark. That's no, awesome. Uh, awesome. Are going out and hitting up and getting some brews and stuff like that. I know Megan and the rest of the yeah. family are there as well. So, and I think, I think his mom went out there with them. So it could just be like, this might oh, be like a family, awesome. whatever thing or whatnot, but uh, no, he hasn't posted. That's fantastic he hasn't, for them. He hasn't, they um, haven't posted uh, as much of their stuff, which is fine. Maybe they're doing the thing where they collect all their pictures and at the end they send it. But I'm just like, I want to know what you guys are kind of doing. But uh, I mean, I get it, you know, and stuff like that. It's uh, everybody has, it, basically everyone has a life outside of these little things that we, we do for, um, you know, for our fun and entertainment and stuff like that. So if, I totally, if I get I totally the time get off, I might actually be in the Seattle area for, a, a day or two nice. in October. I've never been, I've never been to Seattle. So. Yeah, October. Um, neither have I. Um, so the joke that, that my wife makes about the, the reason they can't find the Sasquatch is because I've never actually been to the Pacific Northwest. That joke will be null and void if I oh, make wow. that trip to Seattle because I will have actually uh, made the trek to the Pacific Northwest. But um, yeah, so we have um, we have a family wedding. We have a, a family matter. A family member getting married in Wisconsin in October. Okay. And then another family member who's uh, got a, I want to say birthday, something going on like right after. So like the plan, if I can get the time off, that's the problem is like right now I'm on, I'm waitlisted for the time off. If I can get the time off, I'm going to go with, with my wife to the wedding and then go with her to Seattle. And then I will be flying back from Seattle back to Ohio to, to go back to work. And she will be going down to Arizona to spend some time with uh, another uh, close family friend who's uh, not well and, uh, mm. you know, uh, basically, it, it, basically to spend it, some it, final yeah, time with final that person. Um, but, um, so, yeah, no, but again, it all depends on whether or not if I can get the time off. And right now it's, it's blacked out because that's the one thing that like, my job is cool. I, I like my job. I, I really do. I enjoy my job. I enjoy the company that I work for. But for specific time frames, it can be hard to get time okay, off. Yeah. Especially I, I agree. Anything at the beginning, at, at the very end or the beginning of any quarter. Because of the way some of our systems work, we get an influx of calls at the end of and the beginning of each fiscal quarter. Mm-hmm. So that means the time that I wanted to take, like I was hoping to be able to get time off. Um, uh, there, there's a convention going on for authors 
um, not too far from here. I think in like the Baltimore area area in, but it's right at the end of March going into April. Like it's that weekend and it's like, fuck, it's literally the end of, it's the end of one quarter, beginning of a second uh, of it's beginning. It's end of first quarter, beginning of second quarter. Like it's blacked out. And this wedding happens to be happening the last week of uh, September going into October, which guess what? That's a quarter date. Like I'm like, they couldn't pick any other week to get married. Like they had to pick the end of a quarter. Like, come on now. No, um, I agree. I mean, mine, I, I, I finally put in, vacation time uh i was just told that i if you have at least uh uh like if you have any vacation time left over like if you have up to like five days it will roll over to the next yep. year which i found out so i'm like okay that's cool uh mm-hmm. problem is is i needed to get a chance to use vacation because every time i try to use vacation it wouldn't go through or something like that so now i have i thought i had two weeks of vacation like a normal job when you start yeah. i have three weeks of vacation nice. plus two days So I've now taken off a week in December, but what sucks is I can't take the days off that I want. So I wanted to take off Black Friday, but apparently I can't because it's a busy day for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Same with the end of the year. We can't take off because we're a fucking, you know, where I work and some of that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I flat out hate my fucking job. I am now doing that. uh, I guess what they call, um, I think it's called quiet quitting. Is what they, uh, you know, the okay. so, with, which so I don't agree I've with. I've heard it. this term before, and I, as as a former manager, as a former person who was at the not at the upper echelon, I was not in upper upper management. I was not in executive management, yep. but as a manager, mm-hmm. this term that I've heard referred to as quiet quitting, uh, it bugs the fuck out of me. And I'll tell you why, because what it is, it's, it, 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 it's office space is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, what it is. it's, it's literally doing just enough to not get fired. Yeah. Which by definition, as far as I'm concerned, even when I was a manager, by definition, that is your job. Yeah. No. Just enough to not get fired. If I am not offering you any incentives if I'm not giving you any reason to work harder than the minimum, then why the fuck would you? That's that's the one good thing about like, that's why I like my current company and my current job is the fact that I, I did work harder than I had to to just not get fired. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was able to take that information and like that information was not lost on my superiors. My 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 bosses did not look at that and say, oh, hey, look, you're doing a little bit better than average. Yay, good job. No, they looked at that and they said, hey, look at that. You're above the average in all of these categories. And when a position came open for the next step up, not only was it communicated out to the company like, hey, this position is open, but my direct supervisor messaged me and said, did you see this position come open? No, and that's a good thing. I think you would be a fit for this. So my direct supervisor was actively helping me to move upward and onward within the company. And we had had discussions about where I want to go Ultimately, which is not straight up like my my goal is not a straight trajectory right now. Like that's not actually my ultimate goal. Like this, this step that I took, this promotion that I took, it is one step straight up the ladder. But the way that I'm looking at it is like, okay, so the company is a tree, right? And I started at the bottom. I started at the I started at the at the trunk, but before I can branch out, I got to climb up a little bit to get to the branches. You're gonna use that. You like that? Come on, 
Come on, that's a good analogy. Don't fucking Dude, don't fucking take this from me. I'm not taking it from you. I'm just I know you're gonna use that and like one of your manager like meeting things at one point. I already have. Don't even think I already haven't used that. No, because because that's what I was looking at. I, I I told my supervisor. I'm not taking it away from you. I'm just we, like oh, you did go there. Okay. We, we discussed like, like, I'm, I'm my, my goals and like where I want to go and and she like said like okay like yeah let's see what we can do to make that happen and I will find out you know, what they're looking for in that position that you're ultimately looking for and see where they normally pull from. Because that's one good thing about our company. Like I can go in, I we have a, an application that we can go into called Workday. Yeah, I have that. It literally shows us, like I can look at my current position and then look at other positions in the company. And it tells me what percentage of people in my current position transition to that position. Like it, it tells me like, okay, people in your current position, 29% of those people moved into this position. And then, or I, I can, can you know, keep scrolling around the wheel and like find the, the position I want. And it, it'll tell me like, oh, like 0.1% of people moved into this position. I'm like, okay, so that's obviously not a reasonable goal to go straight from where I am to that. Like I need to make a plan. And what's really cool is both my previous supervisor and my current supervisor are 100% on board with helping me get to where I want to be. Um, they're getting me the the opportunities that I need to get the experience to apply for those roles when they come open and giving me the opportunities. And that, that, that is the one thing I love. It's like, it's not, I, I've worked jobs where it's like supervisors were like really, really stingy. was like, Oh, I finally got a good employee. I have to hold on to them. Like I can't let them go anywhere else. I can't, I can't let them get promoted because then I won't have this good employee. No, the, the, the people that I've worked with thus far have been very open to helping uh, move move people along. Um, my first supervisor, especially, she was very proud of how many people like she was keeping a tally. Like that was that was her tally sheet. She was she was marking off like how many people have I helped move to higher positions in the company. Um, so like. I, I, I'm appreciative of that and I'm appreciative of the opportunities that I've been given thus far. So um, as of right now, no real complaints. Uh, I'm, I'm transitioning into this new role fairly well. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing a, a decent job. I mean, I've only been at it a month. Um, I'll have my first like full month one-on-one -on -one with my supervisor here coming up within the next week or so. You know, my, my very first one-on-one -on -one was like kind of the transition month. And I'll be honest, like all my stats and stuff were, were garbage because I was in the process of transitioning. So I was like, yeah, but I think, I think they always give everybody a leeway with month. their first thing. That oh, you yeah, should, yeah. Yeah. She was totally, like, I mean, she was totally ever, ever, cool everyone's always all like, oh yeah, we'll give you at least like two to three months before you feel comfortable in your position. But we do want to at least see like an improvement with each month. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's definitely like a problem if you win up and you're like, oh, you're killing it. And then the next month you're like, okay, what happened? You know, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and what I mean by like, I don't like my job is like, I literally, I realize like uh, my boss is fine. It's probably one of the coolest bosses I've ever had. Like he's, he's chill and everything that any plus he works in a completely different state than me, which is like nuts. Like we just like, I've, I've never physically met him, you know, so, exactly. Yeah. So it's like one of those new things. Uh, like teammates, I don't mind. There's stuff like that, except for one person who was really trying to become my friend. But something had happened to me, I guess, during the COVID and pandemic thing where I really kind of lost, like, 
I used to be very social and very outgoing and talking to people and stuff like that. Now I'm kind of shut off from everybody. And I don't know if it's because the isolation I enjoy or I'm just realizing that I'm having a lot of panic and anxiety attacks now at work. Um, and I just can't be around people. So basically, I'm also going to have to go to the doctor and I think I might have to get AD, ADHD medication and also see something for that. So I'm probably going to end up getting on some meds at some point. Um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's the, the only problem is, is like I really don't like what I'm doing and I kind of hate it that it's all like, I just I what I want to do is what I <clears throat> I want to do something creative and I haven't done anything creative like I kind of mm -hmm. shut that whole aspect down so basically like I said with my two or three weeks now where I'm like okay I'm basically I'm going to be you know trying to draw again and I'm going to be writing scripts and try to get like at least my goal is to get two different pilots done for two different projects that I have. We'll see what happens. But I also was thinking about, I was, just today I was thinking about, I was like, oh, I should fool around with GarageBand. And after having the intro come in going like, we should probably come up with a new intro. So it's not just like, special guest Eric, you know, because now you're back on the show. But I was just thinking of like new like jingles and stuff like that. So like, yeah, maybe I'll fool around with like GarageBand as long as I'm being like creative, you know, during that time period. Um, I think that'd be it. And I'll see if it's something that I'm like, I really enjoy doing this more Then I need to work and start doing that and try to make that basically a career goal because honestly i'm like i hate getting up i hate driving to work i hate dealing with people in traffic i hate getting to work having to pretend i enjoy being here you know kind of thing and then it's just all like all the backlash you get from stupid things with what i have to do at my job and then like mm -hmm. I, I i remember this one this guy literally said this i i had to make an outbound call mm -hmm. did not get a hold of the the person uh, so we send an email then to them to let them know, like, hey, call us back. <clears throat> that hits me up going like, hey, did you reach out to this person? I'm like, I already did. They haven't responded yet. Then he says to me another. I was like, I'll try to reach out again. I'll let you know. And then he's just like, yeah. which technically we're not supposed to do. You know, like we have to wait for them to come back to us. Like we can't keep making these outbound calls to the same person unless it's like, oh, I can call you back in 10 minutes or, oh, yeah, when I put this thing through for you, I can give you a call and let you know that it's done as long as yeah. we say that or the customer would like that only time we do it so the guy's like well yeah the the client just emailed me and is waiting for your call well Which if you have contact email me well no, no, I was no, the one no. who emailed them but no no no, okay. no 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 what happens is is the email just goes out on a blank email it's not going to come directly back to me or whatnot uh, because gotcha. they're not supposed to respond to those emails they're supposed to call the fucking number now right. the problem is is this guy's already in response with this person which I already left my notes of what the person needs so we can get this pushed through for them. So it's already written. You it's just have to give there. that. You just have to give the answers Read to the, the client. Note. Yes. That's oh, where I'm at right now. Like, and I was all like, wait, you're in contact with them. And I go, fine. So I go to give the I go to give that person a call back. You know what it does? Goes right to fucking voicemail. Oh, Jesus fuck. And what do I tell the voicemail? I read off the message to say, call us fucking back. Yep. Yep. And then guess what comes after that? I send my email. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm I, dealing with. And I know this person, this is what pisses me off the most. I know the person I'm responding to makes more fucking money than I do and probably has eight houses. Like, and you're just like, but you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, I, I'm thankful that in my current position, I don't deal with that too much because honestly, it's like, so, so we have, you know, notes on the accounts. Of course, if we reach out to somebody for something, we put a note saying reached out to customer left voicemail with this information. We don't have 
direct extensions at my level. At, at my level, even with the promotion, even after the promotion, I don't have a direct extension that external customers. I have. I now have, which I didn't have before, which is kind of cool, but I now have a direct extension that other representatives can reach me at. Okay. But I do not have a direct extension that external customers can reach me. Okay. So that's um, what, that's what we have. We have the same thing. So like a direct customer can't contact. We, we have a team. We have a team number yeah. that they can leave a message and state who it was that they were speaking with. And, mm -hmm. and that message will get forwarded to me. Um, or if I'm out that you know, the whole reason for that is like if I'm out on vacation, out sick, out my day off, whatever, they'll send that message to somebody else in the team to have them call back and be like, and and I've gotten those messages. We're like, hey, this message came in for X Y Z, and they're off today. Can you call this this person back? And like, yeah, of course. And that's what I tell people when I give that number. I tell people, I'm like, listen, this is my team voicemail. If you leave a message at this number, make sure to leave your name, make sure to leave your ID number, make sure to leave a good callback number and state in the message that the message is for Eric. Because if you don't, they won't know who to send it to. And here's the thing. If I'm off, if I'm on vacation, if I'm out sick, if I'm not in the office that day, they will give this message to one of my teammates, every one of whom I trust completely to be able to take care of you just as well as I can. Is that a true statement? I'm not going to comment, but I say that when I, when I give that number out, I say that. Um, and in 99% of the cases, it is true. Um, but for the most part, when I'm giving out that number, it's, it's, it's a, it, it it's just for like, because they're like, Oh, I wish I could get you every time. I'm like, well, you know, it's a call center. That's not the way this yeah. works. But if you really need to reach me, here's the voicemail number that you can use, but you do have to give me at least a business day to call back. So if it's something urgent, just call in to the normal number and 90, 99, I swear, like, I don't want to say 99% because that's, that's exaggerating. I want to say 95. I, no, I would say 60 to 66% of the times that I get a voicemail, by the time I get a chance to listen to it and jump into the account and take a look, they had left the message and then within hours called back and spoken with somebody else to take care of their issue. So I would say a good two thirds of the time, at least by the time I hear the message, they've already talked to somebody else because it was something that somebody else could take care of. It wasn't something that they needed me for. They just called me because I gave them their gave them my number, which is fine because I'll reach out to them. And then those are the easiest calls in the world. It's like I reach out and be like, hey, you know, I got your voicemail message. Uh, this is the first opportunity I've had to call you back. I do notice that there's notations in the account that you spoke with somebody after you left that message. I just wanted to make sure mm -hmm. everything had been resolved. Is there anything else that I can help you with? And they're like, oh, no, everything's taken care of. Thank you so much for it, like they're so appreciative of the fact that they even got a call back that they're just like everything could have been wrong and they're still just happy that they got the call back so it's, it, it's a win-win win-win across no, that's good but yeah it's just stuff like that where i'm just all like look i'd rather i'd rather have someone coming at me and going like i i think we can punch this joke up better <laughs> because then i'd be like okay you're not talking down to me you already think i have good bones laid out we're going to talk like this about adults, but don't come at me with your stupidity of, well, I'm talking to the client right now. Well, then ask him the question. Like, we're waiting. Did you get the memo? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, that's the sad part. I sit there going like, yeah, it's a bunch of fucking morons who are running half of these fucking places. And I'm not even going to I'm not going to joke about that because I know my boss even told me he he started where I started. He moved up to a certain position. He was actually in a different position at some point, And he actually came back to this role that he's working now because he's like, I didn't want to deal with that mess. Like, that's all he said. And you're like, oh, okay. That is so fucking relatable because there are a couple of people, uh, not in my position specifically, but in this, in the position directly above me Mm -hmm. that, um, so in, in our job, we have what are called inbound contact representative one, which is where I started. Then we have, uh, IBC twos or inbound contact representative twos, which are specifically trained for specific accounts. Mm-hmm. They're not really technically higher than the rep ones. They're just trained in specific accounts so they can deal with specific accounts that the standard representatives can't, such as employee accounts and certain group accounts and things like yeah. that. And then there's the IBC threes, the inbound contact representative threes, which are also called uh, we we call ourselves SMEs, uh, uh-huh. subject matter experts. That's where I am now. That's where I've 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 risen to the rank of a subject matter expert. Now, subject matter experts are still inbound contact representatives. We're still taking inbound calls, but we are considered experts on the subject matter. So, for part of our day, we are in what we call the chat block, and during the chat block, we are assigned to be instead of on the phones, we are in the chats assisting other representatives, other IBC ones and twos, who have a question about how to proceed with a call, and that's 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 my job during that time is to I'm not on the phone, I'm not ta- I'm not taking inbound calls, I'm just looking at the chat, waiting for people to ask ask questions, and it's sometimes as simple as. As literally sometimes it's like, did you check the notes? Yeah, I, I literally just sometimes that is it. They'll be like, I have a customer calling in. They're asking about this, this, and it is in this status. And I was like, and like without even pulling up the account, my first question is like, I'll, I'll reassure. Them. I'll be like, first of all, I'm pulling up the account while I'm doing that. Have you checked the notes? Are there any notes regarding this particular order? that you're looking at right now. And sometimes I don't even have to pull up the account. They'll pull up, they'll be like, oh yeah, there's a note in here saying blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, check your document. We have a whole program that is dedicated to our processes and procedures. And literally, I mean, now I'm not exaggerating. I would say 99% of the calls we take, there is a document pertaining to it. Not exaggerating. There are very, very few situations where there is not a direct document that I can link and send to the representative and saying and say, follow these guidelines. And it just depends on how busy we are. If we're like slammed, we just give them the answer and then give them the link afterwards. Be like, for future reference, here's the link. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we're slow, when we're when service level is high, our job is to guide them towards the answer instead of giving it to them. So we have to kind of gauge like, okay, how busy are we? How busy are they? You know, how long has this customer been? We kind of have to gauge based on like looking at the question, like, okay, because 
this, Eric. Uh, I, 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 this, we're, we're, we just gotta, we gotta get into something else. I'm all like, we're just lecturing about our jobs. Basically, the long and the short of it, I don't like what I'm doing right now and I need to change it. So, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad things are doing well for you, but like, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to be a dick about it, but I'm just like, I'm trying to, I just realized I'm like, are we supposed to be entertaining people? And we're just sitting here talking about what we do for I'm, work. I'm, and like, I just want to talk about, I hate my job. Every, most people I work with are fucking morons. End of story. It's like office space. It's fucking office space for me right now. Anyways, I'll, I'll tell you this. The last thing I'll talk about, about work, uh, Steve, if, um, I'm if, not getting a jump to conclusion, Matt. What? No, no, no. I, I was just saying, if you are, um, not particular if you're not satisfied with what, what you're doing now let me know um there are i know where i am happy to refer you i appreciate that but eric, eric i'm gonna be honest with you if i leave this job i do not want another job like this like that's what i'm saying like i don't want to be on the phones i don't want to be working at a computer i want to if i'm working on a computer i want to be writing something like that's what i'm saying like i'm at my breaking point of like i can't do fucking office space anymore i can't do that shit anymore i feel you i feel you yeah that's that's where i'm at like i appreciate the offer but i'm all like i need like a complete different change from being in a fucking office and bullshit just no i don't want to tell you this don't go into retail oh i've already been there done that not doing that but i was gonna say um we could probably play some uh tracks um you know try to liven up some of of course i'm like man are all my tracks depressing Well, probably that's the way things work. Um, I did want to like just touch base with you real quick. I know um, I am woefully behind on all of the current uh, television offerings. Uh, let's see. Um, I have not. I have not watched House of Dragons yet. Me neither. Um, we're, we're waiting until the, the the season is out, and then we're going to bend. I don't know. We have like other stuff on our plate. That we're, I mean, we finally like the entire run of uh, murder only murders in the building season two is finally out. We did catch up. We we did we did and finalize we, that. We did watch we that. We haven't started it. Like we and oh. and it even comes up where we're like, oh, we haven't watched this yet, and then we don't watch it. Uh, we've been watching what we do in the shadows. We got to watch the latest one. We and then She Hulk. We've been enjoying that. That's been fun. I'm not cut up on any of the Marvel TV shows since uh, did did Loki come out first or Hawkeye? Uh, Hawkeye was no Loki came out before Hawkeye. Okay, so we're we're cut up on the Marvel TV shows up to Hawkeye. I haven't okay, watched uh, we, we haven't watched Miss Marvel or She Hulk yet. And Moon Knight. Oh no no. So I am cut up on Moon Knight. Amy was gotcha. not interested, so she did not watch that. I watched Moon Knight. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. So it, um, so it was Moon Knight, and then after that is Miss Marvel, and then during Miss Marvel, Thor came out. So I'm not sure because that comes out next yet, week, unfortunately. But as soon as it's streaming. Yeah, it streams next uh, next Friday. Fuck yeah, dude! All or right, whatever. So it's either the uh, it's September eighth. That's when it starts. It streams starts streaming on. So yeah, I see the next weekend because today's the first. So yeah, yeah. So that would be next Friday, not tomorrow Friday. Yeah, but the following Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah um, so the only thing I'm like a hundred percent cut up on is actually, and I can't even say that I'm not even a hundred percent cut up on Star Trek because a new episode of Lower Decks dropped today. And I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it tomorrow because I work. Yeah, then I just realized uh, Rick and Morty season six starts up on so, Sunday. So I'll be falling into that. But yeah, no, we've been watching like that stuff. But then we got we got really deep into anime again. Like we just started watching. So we caught up on. Well, 
So we jumped on Netflix because I was trying to figure out something to watch because we watched something and I was just like, uh, I need like a like when you watch those like murder documentaries or just well, basically what I call them I'm like, is this is this documentary going to be saddy, sad and molesty? That's like my saying for because all that it's all like she was fine. And so all these priests and you're like, ah, dot fucking hell. And it's like, oh, it's time to go to bed. It's like and it's like, oh, I got to go to bed now. And you just have that like weird, like not in your stomach of like, I can't sleep on this like you know so you have to have like a palate cleanser so we started watching anime but uh one of the animes we were watching is one piece which you were all like wait is that that's still uh, like going and i'm like yeah they're like i was i thought that that was like one of those like old ones that had been yeah it started in- watched a single episode i've always been told that it's great and i've never i don't have anything against it i'm not no no no, no you're totally fine I never but- started well, this is the fun part. Uh, well, not the fun. It's an interesting thing that I was telling Anna about because uh, there's there's two versions of One Piece, and only one version made it to a certain point, and then it had to get redubbed, and then they pushed it back out correctly. But anyways, two piece then because that's bullshit. No, no, no. No, I'll tell you what it is. Um, there's a company that is notorious in the anime like distribution department out in like America, and I don't think they're lo- no longer around anymore. No, 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 it's not. No, it wasn't Hasbro. It was, it was a, it was a, I'm trying to get to the damn points though, Eric. Anyways, so One Piece, we went to it and it had like, it said new episodes. But then when we start watching it, it comes up with the Japanese version. And I'm like, and I have no problem with subtitles and stuff like that. But sometimes you just want to watch like the action. Like you don't want to have to read and then be like, oh fuck, what did I miss? You know? So like, don't get me wrong. There's some great dubs out there and there's like terrible dubs out there. Uh, so then all of a sudden I paused it and Anna was all like, oh, it says English. And I'm like, what? And I go, I think that's just the subtitles. I'm like, all right, I click on it. Click on it. Tire things in fucking, uh, you know, dub now. And I'm all like, wait, I had to change the setting on this. I'm all like, fuck you, Netflix. You piece You're of like, shit. What the shit? So, uh, but yeah, we, we caught up to that and they still haven't even like, or we caught up to the dub ones that are on Netflix mm-hmm. right now. So we don't know when the other ones are going to drop um or whatnot but so we caught up on that and then we started watching other stuff but we we watched this one called soul eater which i never seen all the way through and and i was like oh this is really enjoyable it's an interesting one it's like with a grim reaper and stuff like that and he starts up like a school to hunt like witches yeah. and stuff but like death is like fucking hilarious in it and then you realize like yeah. when like like he's like the teacher he's like dumbledore he's like oh hello there you know some of that and then you see him like in the past and he has like this badass like skull face and like huge sight and shit like that and, and like like, even everybody be like, you don't fuck with death. And then you see this character is like, hi, how you doing? Welcome back for another school year. So that actually reminds me of another show on which I am caught up. And I believe you might be as well. The Sandman. Oh, yeah. Wait, um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. So I did finish the original run of Sandman and I've watched the bonus episode but is there another one dropping or were that there's nothing else out yet it's just the original run and that that bonus episode that dropped that was like not the bonus episode was not tied to the main story so it was it was fine but the the, the first yeah the first 10 episodes i watched watched all of them then uh, my god That was fucking amazing. And I, what's funny is I went into it like skeptical and I don't know why. I don't know why I went into, I I don't know why I was so skeptical going into something. Okay. This is something that Neil Gaiman created. He approved Netflix produced it, which means it was all streaming original, all original, like 
everything was original. This was no, no network involvement whatsoever. This is all streaming original. And Neil Gaiman approved every step of the way before it got into production. I have no idea why I was still skeptical, but I was going in and I was uh, pleasantly surprised well, by the fact that, the, oh my God, weird, it was fucking great. The weird part about the Sandman, like getting it into like uh, the hands. I mean, back in the day, originally, I think they were trying to pitch it as a movie and Neil Gaiman was like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. That's He's like, yeah. 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 And he was like, look, we, you're either making this my way or we're not making it out at, at all. And literally Sandman, the film idea was like just shell for years. And then what happened is Warner Brothers picked it up. That's the interesting part, because if you notice when it starts up, it's a Netflix original, but it's a Warner, Warner Brothers produced yep. show. So what happened is they literally thought HBO Max was going to pick it up and they passed on it. And the only worrisome thing about it right now, fucking mistake. The the only thing, well, this is the weird part. Um, The interesting thing about that is Netflix picked it up. It took a while for it to get off the ground and everything put together and stuff of that, but it came out amazing. I think it looks gorgeous. Like some of the sceneries I can just stare at going like, absolutely beautiful. Just gorgeous. It's literally just like ripped from the pages of the comics and just thrown up there and just like, this is just gorgeous. But here's the thing, like this is coming from somebody I never, I had seen a couple of pages of the graphic novel of, of the trade paperback. I had never seen any, I'd never read any of the original comics. I'd never read any of the original trade paperbacks. And what really drew me to the fact, drew me to it was the fact that Neil Gaiman himself, like he came out, like he came after the people who were like, oh, you think you like the Sandman TV show, but you haven't read the comics. And like Neil Gaiman himself came out and like, was like, listen, you do not have to have read the comics. You, there is no test that you have to pass. There is no entrance exam to watch this show. If you watch it, want to watch the show, watch the show. If you enjoy the show, f- like I, I fucking love Neil Gaiman. Like I really, really, Neil Gaiman is one of those guys that I'm like, I really hope nothing like really dirty oh, yes, out about his past because so far everything that I've ever heard about him has been a hundred percent positive. Um, he came out like when uh, LeVar Burton was first starting up his podcast of just, mm-hmm. You know, just like, hey, I want to start a podcast where I just read books to people, but I'm having trouble finding like everything that's in the public domain is like really, really old and like it's not relevant. And Neil Gaiman like tweeted like, you can consider this tweet my official approval for you to read anything I have ever written. Oh, yeah. On the podcast. Like, this is my legal official approval for you to like. And I was just like. Dude, that's yeah, all I ever project. needed to know about Neil Gaiman right there. The thing that I loved about the Sandman series, because Sandman is is in the DC universe, but it was actually done by their like, you know, secondary company. I think it was like Vertigo Records or Vertigo, yeah, Vertigo uh, Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I love about it is when that show was playing, they had um, the girl who played Claire from uh, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And she was what was it, like Jan Constantine or something like that. But it, it's basically supposed to be John Constantine, but they don't have rights to that character. So they said, fuck it. It was her. It was it was his. Um, they they made they they timed it in a way that it could be his predecessor. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, when I saw Jenna Coleman pop up, I was like. Oh shit! Jenna Coleman's up in this bitch. That's the thing I have to say about the casting on that show was amazing. Like people kept popping up. I'm like, holy shit! But what I love about it it was her. And then when Death showed up, I was like, oh, that's fucking Death. 
And Anna goes, really? And I go, this is the funny part. Completely different looking like actress, you know, who would play death. You pull her up on like the comic books and it's like, there's just this pale girl, you know, with black hair and stuff like that. But I only recognize it because it was like, she's wearing the same damn outfit. That's all I needed. And I was just like, oh, it's death. Black top with the fucking onk necklace. Like you knew that was death instantly. And and I've seen her in a bunch of different things. I've seen her in DC comics and all these other kinds of stuff. So right when she popped up, but that was it. Those were the only two fucking like characters. And I love fucking uh, Matthew by Patton Oswalt. Oh, fucking yeah, dude. And fucking Pumpkinhead, Mark Hamill. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love how it looked. It was this weird CGI, but almost had like that Franken-Bass kind of like. uh, Oh, man. uh, It was so good. Oh, good. The combination of voice acting and, and and actual acting. Oh my god. The 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 actor who played Desire. Oh my fucking god. The casting was just everyone beautiful. everyone yeah, so um, fucking Sandman I would, Yeah, I I would love to see like I love the show uh Lucifer. However, it was definitely when it was originally put out, it was definitely a broadcast tv version of oh yeah yeah for the last couple of seasons when it became a netflix original that they when they put out the last couple of seasons that it was like oh shit this could have been a fucking great show yeah right it's been a streaming original from the beginning like so i would love if they if they get a second season if they were able to get some crossover with with lucifer which i i don't know if they'd be able to because they've already portrayed lucifer differently yeah in in Sandman, um, which I fantastically, by the oh. way, the the actress who uh, plays um, Brienne of Tarth in yeah. Thrones is is Lucifer in in Sandman. Um, I, I love the actor who played Lucifer in the show Lucifer, but oh, Brienne of Tarth as Lucifer is fucking fantastic. I can't remember her her name, and I I apologize for that. No, yes. yeah, no, but like I said, great casting. Yes, in Marth, I, I apologize uh, for not remembering your name. My, my bad. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, there's certain things that I I was either just waiting like just to drop all, or we just or haven't been in the mood with it yet. So yeah, we just got on like another anime kick. So like, I think we got back into because the dub ones were out for the fifth season of like My Hero Academia, and then mm-hmm. I just found out that One Punch Man got picked up for another season. So I'm excited for that. Um, one punch man if you haven't watched anime in a while that's a good one to jump into because it just and then uh my buddy andrew it hasn't it hasn't come out in the comics or no it has come out in the manga because the manga obviously is ahead of the anime um but i've stopped buying like manga like years ago um but uh but i guess like andrew it tells you how why he's so powerful and when he told me what it was i'm not going to spoil or whatnot but when he told me what it was i'm like that is actually fucking genius and amazing like it's great push-ups and pull-ups yeah okay you know what i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you eric no this is no this is it eric this is it uh spoiler 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 so yes it is that his 100 push-ups you know why because apparently every hero has like a threshold they have to reach. And once they surpass it, they become like this ultimate like being or whatnot. But his threshold was so low, he was able to pass it. And that's why he's like super powerful and everything. That Just because his was like so much lower than everybody else's. Like, listen, in order to become a superhero, you need to be able to do 10 push-ups. He's like, fuck that. I'm doing 100. Yeah, he's like, like well, you also have to be able to uh, to run ten k- kilometers. And he's like, "Fuck that, I'm running a hundred. Yeah, you're like, and they're like, "Oh, I, well, but but also you have to be able to do ten pull ups." He's like, "Okay, fuck that, I'm hundred. 
<laughs> so hilarious. What is it? It's a hundred pull-ups, hundred push-ups, hundred kilometers. Yeah, it's like a hundred kilometers, a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, a hundred like. Oh, that's, that's the one I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. stuff like that, and then it was just like that. But it's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> with, like, that anime and just some of the fight scenes are just like, oh, these are fucking great. But I love it because it's like it's got this humor to it, but also all this like great like kind of heart to it because you're like, oh shit, I forgot anime. Like no joke, a- everybody was like, all these neckbeards out there, they're claiming like, oh anime, blah blah blah, all this great stuff. Like, you know what animes are? They're fucking soap operas, do. Fuck yeah, and I love it. Like they have so much drama, but so much action, and that's yeah, that's. Um, speaking of just briefly before we take a break and then come back for, for music and stuff. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to throw this plug out there for anybody who hasn't watched it, whether they didn't watch it just because, or, or whether they didn't watch it because they watched the original and didn't get into it. But I have to throw this plug out there for Orville new horizons. Oh, fucking great. Oh my God. Like fucking the the Orville was good. I liked the Orville. I liked the Orville because it was a comedic take on kind of traditional Star Trek fare. It was it was kind of traditional Star Trek stories. It was very much, especially next gen. It was it was very much yeah, Star very Trek much. Next Generation stories, but with you know Seth MacFarlane's comedic intertwining. And you could tell that it was Seth MacFarlane comedy being interjected in there. And at at times that was a little too much. It was it was just a little bit much for a true sci-fi show. It was fine for a comedy show, but it was a little too much for a sci-fi show. But New Horizons, like fucking Seth, where has this writing been? Okay, Holy well that's fuck. well like, that's the thing that's that's the thing I wanted to tell you is the fact that like I don't think Seth Seth MacFarlane I think wrote the shows they wanted to write those first two seasons and he might have and some of them are really good and you're like wow I mean, and there's yeah, no yeah, yeah there's good stuff in those and there's yeah, humor sure. and stuff like that but I think he wanted to have a little bit of humor but I think they were under the Fox banner yeah and they were actually on Fox so it's like this no we're pitching this as a comedy space show and he's like that's not what I want to do. Then Fox is liquidated. Sci-fi. He said as he said as much many times. He's like, I want to do sci-fi. He wanted to write for Star Trek. He pitched. He he guest starred. He was a fucking cameo in Enterprise. Like he he wanted to do Star Trek forever. So yeah. But no. Yeah, so I think it's now him being under the banner of Hulu, which is now owned by Disney. But I think Disney is letting it's like as soon as that comes up, it's like M.A. for everybody now. And they're saying like shit in the show. They're doing like all that kind of stuff. But the writing has just been like, holy fuck and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, the, the I, writing I, I, has been just absolutely phenomenal. Like like I said, it's. It's good whether you like Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, fucking Farscape, um, Battlestar Galactica, whatever type of sci-fi. Babylon Five, Babylon Five, like literally anything. If you like sci-fi and you enjoy a good story, fucking Orville New Horizons is good shit. Mm -hmm. It's got it's got the story, it's got the heart, it's got the acting. It, and it does have, yeah, occasionally it does have the comedy. It's yeah, got it's just a enough. That's what's great about it is that it's not the comedy that's in there is it, it, it's fluid. I'll put it's it this fluid. way. Not only is it fluid, it, it but it works. With the, with the rest of the show. And is there the 
the the most person who has the best in the comedy in that show is Isaac. Because oh, Isaac that's amazing. That's how he's Isaac. built. Like that's how he's built. So everything he says, we are all going to take it as humor. But it's like, no, no, that's just how he is and how he thinks and how he operates and stuff. So, and I will say this: every fucking Isaac story, fucking always like I'm like I'm crying over a man in a robot suit. Yeah. Oh no! It's the the amount of times. Like I, I, I tried to count it up. I'm like the amount of times the Orville has brought me to to actual tears compared to the times that Star Trek has brought me to tears in recent stories um, is almost equal. And the Orville New Horizons only has one fucking season with like what 10, 11 episodes. I don't even remember. And I'm I'm talking about four seasons of Discovery, two seasons of Picard. And a season of Strange New Worlds. And Strange New Worlds still holds the record as far as like almost every single fucking episode is making me cry. But um, yeah, Orville New Horizons, like, holy shit, they're bringing the fucking feels. Like, yeah, they're yeah. fucking good goddamn stories. They are, ah, they, they belong, like, Orville New Horizons definitely belongs in that same pantheon as Star Trek as far as sci-fi that relates to current events. And that's one thing that Star Star Wars, as great as it is, Star Wars is a fantastic story. It's great. It's it's sci fantasy. It's fun. It's a you know great storytelling in and of itself. That's that's fantastic. But it's never in, been intended to relate to current events. It's been intended more to yeah. It's it's pointed at like past history, maybe, but it's never been pointed directly at current events. Star Trek has always been directly pointed at current events, even from the very beginning. I mean, Gene Roddenberry, right from the very beginning, he said, I want to tell a story that will make people look at the things that are happening around them in a different way. You know, that is why Star Trek had the first interracial kiss on television. So... Granted, the only way they were able to get that past the censors is that they had to be mind-controlled when it happened, but it still was the first interracial kiss ever televised. Yeah. And, you know, continuing that 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 progress, they have had the first, uh, Star Trek has had the first um, same-sex kiss on TV. Well, at the time, it was a a female-female a kiss, which was at the time kind of like, we're pushing boundaries but also i love, I love okay, everybody so likes that hey what i have to say you just saying that which is hilarious because i know what you're talking about where i was like oh my god like everyone freaked out when what's his face showed his ass on like nypd blue or some shit like, like oh my god you can't do that but what blows my fucking mind you just mentioned that now now a lot of people will know where we're coming from and then if you were just discovering this podcast and you're kind of a youngling which is nothing wrong with that or whatnot. We're going to blow your fucking mind. What we're talking about, you're going to see that clip and be like, meh, nothing. You're used to this shit where you're watching fucking Sandman and that shit that just went down the diner where everyone's just starts fucking. Yep. Yeah. Everybody fucking. And and then everybody killing each other. It's like, and then everybody kills each other. And you're just like, and I watched that call. And you sit there and this is the funny part. I don't really flinch. I don't really like make like you watch it. And I just like, oh, wow, that's fucked up. And just going like, wow, that's how sensitive I am right now. Like we're getting to the point. Like if we run into serial killers now, I'd be like, I'm going to stab you with this knife. I'd be like, that's kind of fucked up right now. Like, <laughs> like, so like I know I'm going to die. But I think this is the only level reaction you're going to get at me going like, dude, that's that's fucked up. Why are you pulling a knife? 
you want to you want to do the uh, the old uh, crocodile Dundee and be like, you call that a knife? <laughs> you know, like flip out a big big ass fucking knife and be like, this is a fucking knife. Uh, I'd be like, you call that a knife? I call this a Sasquatch, and then Eric just comes Mirandering out, and he's just like, he's got a knife, and you just take off running, and I'm like, your fucking knees. You won't escape, son of a bitch. But yeah, Star Trek has been known to tackle these social issues head on um, while also like kind of keeping them in this sci-fi, like separate from reality type of people who are sensitive to it can like ignore it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a great way to be progressive at a time that progressive was like, don't yo, we can't do that or whatnot, but it's a great way to be like, well, this, they can literally just be like, I don't think you can do that. Be like, well, this takes place in the future. So that's, it's okay. That's what I love about both uh, Strange New Worlds for Star Trek and Orville New Horizons is that they're they're tackling these issues in a much more like, okay, yes, this is technically the future, but... We're still dealing with this shit. We're pointing out the shit that's actually happening. Like, we're not dancing around the subject. We're not... Like, it's not allegory. It's not, you know, this, that, or the other thing. Like, they tackle, Orville tackled trans situation. Like, oh, yeah. And, and, and forced um, compliance with, with gender binary situations. Um, Strange New Worlds, like, actually literally used clips of actual you know, fucking rioting fucking idiots on January 6th as an example of I mean, what led to World War Three in one of their episodes. Like they like straight up like said like like here's real fucking and and here's real clips of real people from Earth and well, this is the fucking shit we've done. You know what you have to realize you have to realize too, Eric, is we're at a time where a lot of the remember movies we do that all the time that show you like a bunch of war footage and stuff like that. But everything was in standard. Everything was in this black and white film, so they could use yeah. it or whatnot. Everything is high def, and everything's current now. So if there's a riot going on, we're like, hey, we need a riot. Oh, we could take that dope, you know, that clip from the news, and not to you go out and film our own riot. You know, it's like so all this stuff is like current now because they're just pulling stuff from what everyone's filming on their phones because it's not their copyrighted material. As soon as you throw it out there, it's all like, this is kind of public domain. And yep. I'm going to click yep. this, you know, unless it has like, you know, anybody's actual face in that video. Like if you're far enough away and you can't make out anybody in that riot, you can use that fucking, vi- that's fucked up. Isn't it people? I'm breaking some, like, I'm sorry. I, this is my nerdiness with the knowing film and shit like that, but that's what's happening now. All this shit's in HD. So what, if we're all filming everything in HD, why would we show you clips from like the forties of like world war and shit like that? When you're like, no, we got current riots now. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what I thought was great about strange in the worlds is that they, they came out and they like literally said like, I broke my mind. Uh, he he was giving us Pike was giving a speech about because he was talking to a developing world that was on the brink of a of a civil war over election results, uh, you know, um, and he's like, and he comes out and he's like, it started with questions over the validity of an election, and it ended up with this, and it shows like literal clips of the January sixth fucking insurrection, and then cut to imaginary clips of, you know, nuclear bombs going off and shit like, like, like it led to, because as of right now in the Star Trek universe, they haven't, uh, you know, we, 
we know that in in the Star Trek universe, there there is a World War Three that happens before we achieve warp capability and meet the Vulcans and and move on with our progression. So if we're following the 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 Star Trek timeline, this this all still happens post World War Three. But he was going back to before that to be like, here's what mistakes we made, and he was talking to this developing world and saying, you don't have to make the same mistakes that we made. Like you could skip over this and fucking talk to each other like fucking humans or whatever the fuck. They are. <laughs> we're not humans. We're play plops. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, fuck screwed again, Pike. By God, if I don't see you in a wheelchair season oh man that show okay, so the one thing so great. the one thing um, i will say about the one thing i will say about that show i've never seen it i don't know if i'll ever watch it and not in like a bad way or anything that i, I do want to check it out because it seems like anybody who hasn't been like a big you know i know a little bit of star trek i'm not a huge like fan of it and not like against it or whatnot just like no i i can understand like what people's mm-hmm. appeal to it so that i just haven't sat down and watched like an episode. I'm sure if I start doing that, I'll be like, oh, fuck, now I'm in it, and now I gotta go back and watch other shit. But, okay, Pike's fucking hair. I don't know what he's using, but that shit is on fucking lockdown. Like, I almost want to go into it, but it sucks because I'm like, I need to have that fucking like, uh, silver hair to do it. Like, you can't just go in there with my hair color right now and be like, make me like Pike. I'd be like, first off, I have no idea what you're saying. Second of all, sir, this is a Denny's. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, Anson Mount, um, I, along with the uh, the other co-hosts of the Starfleet Escape podcast, have declared ourselves Anson Sexual um, because um, while we are all three of us straight white men who um, are very very wow. very, very firm okay. on the on the straight makes political there, Eric. We are three straight white men just someone's going to take that clip and they're just going to it's like this is how world war three started it's going to be this clip you'll be like hey i'm in a movie and it's all like three straight white men and then it's just like explosion and everyone's all like oh and eric's like that was taken out of context and i'm like and you can actually go to that podcast and see he's like look i was i was saying that we were we were saying but yeah we we all three declared ourselves and Anson sexual because oh my god Anson Mount as Pike in that show oh yeah, he's a good looking dude and he knows how to rock that fucking haircut I'm gonna be actually pissed off if he's like it's it's a wig I'll be like you lied to me. no I've seen him in person I've met him okay. it's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so if it's real did you did you be like can I touch, can I touch your hair I didn't ask him to touch his hair I did ask him to uh, shoot me with my uh, with my phaser I would be like can I touch your hair I'm not gonna mess it up. He, well, when yeah. I met him, he didn't. the The hair wasn't such a big thing at that point because that was uh, pre Strange New Worlds. That was when he was had just been on Discovery and Strange New Worlds. For some reason, they just kept they just kept pushing that pompadour oh, up dude. and up every episode. I was like, oh my goodness, it's it's I fucking love it's, it. It's 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 transfixing but glorious at the same time. Like I just I just want to see this thing keep growing. Like you feel um, like if you feel like if Mad Magazine was still around, they would try to make it as ridiculous as they could. But they're like, we can't even touch his hair at this point because he's already made it that ridiculous. Like you couldn't even like they would have to make his face like really small or something like that, or like him like without the wig on and like he's bald. God, I could have wrote for Mad Magazine. Too bad magazines are dead and no one knows what I'm talking about except for Eric. Eric's like, I don't know what 
talking about. Yeah. Are I'm they old. still I, well, I'm old. I know what magazines are. I no, believe they are online now. Are they all online? Are they making new ones, though? That's what I, I mean. I, I believe the company still exists, I think. Pretty sure. Well, I thought, I thought they closed their doors. Oh, man. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Uh, I'm doing it. Time? Yeah, I'll look it up while you go fresh in your drink. We fill this beverage. I'm going to uh, pause things for a moment, and we'll be back briefly. Uh, we'll be back. Listening. It'll be literally instant because you won't even notice. We'll be right. my, my findings. All right, we are back. I love those messages. We support that cause. Um, so, Eric, uh, with our talk about Mad Magazine, you went off to grab a beer, so during our little break, I went ahead and researched. Uh, so, kids, if you learned anything tonight, you did learn about um, British uh, kitchen sink films, um, and now you're going to learn about the magazine we were talking about, Mad Magazine. Now, I did not know this about Mad Magazine. We both know it was a magazine. I don't know if people knew about any of this. Mad Magazine was a magazine? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, do you know when it started? I know it was like, the, I, I want to say the 40s. Close. Good guess. I would have never. 1952. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And then and then the magazine was officially shut down uh, in the fall of 2019. So it had a 67-year wow. run, I believe. Do they do they still have an online presence? Yes, of any they, do have a, they do have an online present, but I, do yourself a favor, kids. Uh, I would say if this is a Friday night, you got nothing to do. I might actually look this up as well. If I could see every cover of Mad Magazine, because some of the ones that just pull up right off the bat is like Weird Al was on the cover of one, and you're like, that's fucking awesome. And like, but yeah, I would not have, would not have guessed it was around that long because I didn't get into Mad Magazine until maybe like the 90s i'm i'm assuming that was probably the same for me like maybe late 80s because i'm trying to think of like you know i was born in 79 so i'm the old guy of the group of course but that still means that late 80s i was still only nine ten years old so i wasn't reading a ton of stuff but yeah mad magazine i remember from my youth um especially like the back cover was always the uh the the fold in um, where you could you know it had one picture but then if you folded it a certain way you got a different picture that was uh supposed to be humorous and it would be Um, have like uh like a humor yeah like it would either be a humorous face or it'd be a joke like i know the simpsons made a joke about that where it's all like who is like the the only god and then you fold it it's like the almighty dollar whoa yeah homer trying to do it and homer's all like the almighty dollar yeah i get that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's uh blows my fucking mind mad tv yeah then they even did mad tv live action like sketch show and then they even did a mad well i'm I'm just going through the history of this shit so they did a mad tv sketch show take it or leave it it's it was basically again going well we can't do living color again so we're gonna do this um it it was it was their attempt at out saturday saturday night living saturday night live and unfortunately when it comes to skit TV shows, I think there's really only room in the marketplace for one at a time. And because Saturday Night Live has been around so long, even when it's bad, it's still the one that people turn to. So even if there's something better available, people still go to SNL. So well, it's, it's not only that; it's also it also is not very easy to do like sketch comedy shows like that. 
and especially with like how mad TV, I don't know how they did or whatnot, but like the only one that I know that I was like, Oh, this is more like fucking funny than like Saturday Night live. But granted it was only like five seasons or whatnot, but it's like Mr. Show on HBO is fucking great with Bob Odenkirk and uh, David Ross and stuff like that. And then you see like the cast in there and you're like, Oh shit, Jack Black was in this, like starting out, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's like, and even like in kids in the hall was only another like kind of successor that you could be like, Oh, I could watch this, but they also weren't competing against Saturday night live that was like i think the biggest problem where it's all like why are you gonna have this compete against something that everyone's already like oh it's us like you would come back to school certain days and be like oh you see snl this week but anyways i think we're gonna talk music um because we've added a few things hopefully the show has lightened up a little bit it's not so depressing but uh who knows but eric um any new thing that uh you listened to this week or maybe something that you put in the uh our uh, group thing and uh, we just haven't uh, had a chance to get to yeah, so I was going through the list. I mean, I've, I've added a few tracks here and there. Not nothing. I I haven't had anything jump out at me at like a ton jump out at me at my on my discovers and my uh, release so radars. But I've, I've had a few things here and there, and I'm I'm trying to remember when the last time I played a track on the show was. And so I'm like. Yeah, I know the last time we all did a show together, I think we all played like one track. So I think this time we can actually have a chance to play a few tracks. Obviously, Matthew didn't add any tracks, but I guess he'll add some when he comes back because he likes to yeah, keep yeah. things. We'll, we'll let him. We'll let him add some. We'll let him but, add stuff. But, but, like, but the weird part is, is like I haven't had a chance to listen to like Discover Weekly as much or uh, like my uh, release radar sometimes. But like Matthew sent over an album, uh, I guess uh, Tiny Moving, Tiny Tiny Moving Parts uh, released a new album i think last friday and i actually finally got a chance to listen to it today and it was fucking cool so i was able to add like two tracks from that but other than that like most of the stuff that i added lately has been like songs that i'm either listening to on my way home from work and it's old songs that i've already known but i've never added them to the playlist so that's what where mine are kind of mixing up um but uh but yeah i'm just sure if like i'm I'm just saying like we're in the same or have i not you know no i I totally get the i totally get the feeling because that that's the same issue that i have is i look at i'm like okay well when was the last time we did a show that i was on and looking back it looks like that was august the 12th was the last show that I was on. Uh, that was the last show that we did. It was August twelfth, and that I was on that show. So I'm like trying to look at like, hey, when did uh, I add this track, yeah. and did I did I play it? Um, I'm well, pretty let me, sure let me, that. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, because I'm trying to remember. I know the song I played uh, was here in your bedroom, and then I know Matthew played that Optimus number one by Tim Carlton. So you, I'm trying to think what you played. I feel like, oh man, I wish it said what date like because i have it in order of when it was added but it doesn't specify like the date that it was added like i'm trying to like see if yeah no it doesn't tell me i feel like it was was it was it 1990 something by sub radio is that what i played I think that's what you played. Yeah. 1990. Okay. That, that makes sense because that was, that was right out, right around that time. So, um, I will assume that I didn't get any further than that. And hopefully I don't, you know, double play a track, but you know, Hey, you know what? If, it, if I do, that means that I really liked it. So fuck you. Well, if you play the track, we've track. heard it before. We got some time. We're actually starting music early, so we might actually be able to get a few more tracks and then we usually do. Yeah. So, um, well, in that case, uh, why, don't, why don't you start us out? You got something queued up, ready to go? Um, 
yeah, I can play something ready to go. So uh, the like I said, uh, Tangled Up. Uh, this just came off of Tiny Moving Parts' new album. I'm trying to see if I can get a look at the album. Oh, the album's called Tangled. Okay, the album's called Tangled Up. The song is Tangled Up. Uh, ty- Tiny Moving Parts. This album just dropped, I think, last friday um and i actually listened to the entire album and it might be actually one of those albums where i'm like oh i dug every fucking song on this so uh, but yeah here we go if you want to go Moving closer to the door funny it's actually like one of my favorite tracks on that album but yeah so that's uh tiny moving parts i might actually play their other track uh probably maybe when we close out or something like that no it was a good track i enjoyed it um yeah definitely something that yeah, uh, i would say i would say check them out i would say check them out tangled uh tiny moving parts i think they have like three albums now mm-hmm. all right uh, so yeah but yeah i i it was weird because like matthew and i discovered them kind of at the same time where like i think i added it to the group but never played the song and then uh matthew ended up playing the song and i'm all like why do i know this and then i was like oh shit and i was trying to figure out like okay did you did you hear it from one of my playlists and you were like oh this is the slaps and he was like no it just popped up i'm, I'm like that's what happened to me because at a certain point like matthew and i had like almost like the same like release radar sometime 
like that we'd have a lot of songs that were the same but then there was be these ones that we both had like differently like mostly mine was like video yeah. game stuff and then he had like a lot of like check out this cory wong which now i have like cory wong shit so that's awesome but yeah it's yeah. It's, it's tiny movie parts discovered them probably like last year fucking great that's awesome no i'll definitely uh be checking out some more of their tracks that was a good one and i enjoyed that so i will be adding that to my list to to check out um here's one that i hope you all will uh add to your list because this is a group that i recently discovered that um i think is 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 up and coming um as far as i'm aware i want to just take a quick look at i'm, I'm going to pull up their um artist page here on spotify just to see oh actually they're doing they're doing a lot better than i than i thought they were um they actually have about 600,000 monthly listeners i thought they were i thought they were lower than that to be quite honest with you um but definitely under a million which still puts them at the low end for you know spotify in general but uh this is a group called magnolia park and um what makes them kind of unique in the genre that they're in um, is that their lead singer is a uh, person of color, which you don't typically see from this type of music. Um, and I hope that that is a thing that we see more of. I, I want more inclusion in all genres of music and um especially in this type. So um, hopefully you guys enjoy this. This song is called 10 for 10. It's by Magnolia Park. And uh, I hope you all enjoy. This mental poison in my veins feels like I'm insane. Where did everything go wrong? Can we put my life on pause? Maps are all self-sabotage. Screaming, but the pain goes on and on. I love the way you hate it. Am I so complicated? fucking slaps dude i love it when when they hit that bridge man it's just like okay so i'm okay Uh, i love how you were just like oh i want to see like more you know of that you know people of color and stuff like that 
Um, yeah, so there's a band. Before there was punk, there was a band called Death. A band called Death. Okay, so there's two documentaries. There's two documentaries out there called one is called A Band Called Death, and that's 2012 is when it came out. And then the other one is called, I think, before there was punk, there was a band called Death. And it basically was a I think it was like two brothers and a friend or something like that. And they were trying to like form a band or they were doing a band and they just kept playing like faster with their music and stuff like that. So it's like literally like an African-American punk band before punk was even a thing. And what ended up happening is their kids uh, went up to the attic or whatnot and found these like tapes of their recordings and something like that. So like they never got like out there until like these movies came out or whatnot. But yeah, I think that's, that's fucking amazing where you're just all like, what? Like you're telling like, cause everyone always had that debate of like, Oh, who invented punk? Was it the Ramones or was it, you know, fucking uh, the sex pistols. And then it turned out like two years before any of that shit went down. These guys were always, always already discovered like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, <clears throat> Absolutely amazing to me. Like the fact that there's still these racial divisions in music, like, oh, you can't be, you, you can't sing this if you're this. Why? The fuck? Who gives a I'll shit? Like, singing good singing singing and like whatever genre it happens to be, like, I don't give yeah, a whatever shit. You want, yeah, whatever you want to play, who Sorry, fucking man. cares? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so that's that's fucking cool. I like that. I added that track, so thank you for that. No, you have not played that track before, so you're in the clear. Yeah, I'm thinking that was after the last time we uh, we played, so I think we're, we're good to go. So, so uh, what do you got next for us? So I got two songs that I'm trying to figure out how much time we have, so I'm just like not trying to like waste time, but like two songs that have two stories, but they're actually old songs. So one song I was I was talking to Anna talking about like because I'm I keep talking like pitching script ideas and I have like so many script ideas like I literally came up with a show that's like Robot Chicken but not with like basically when I say Robot Chicken it's like a cut show where like something's going on and then it cuts to the next like thing uh, really quick or whatnot but they're like probably would be like 15 minutes and like so many stories but it could be live action it could be animated it could be like whatever blah 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 or whatnot and, uh, and but I say it's a, it's a Robot Chicken format with the quick cut and everything that not like oh no i'm literally just going to do a stop motion show don't get me wrong if a segment becomes stop motion i'm totally down for it because i love that shit but i was i was telling anna about certain stuff and like oh well music i want to use for certain parts of series and stuff like that to make you know people like basically it's like i told her i was like yeah i want to i'm writing cartoon shows but i also want to have the fun the humor the action but also like i want people to walk away and be like god damn it that motherfucker made me cry you know kind of thing so uh, i was telling her about a man I tell you what, man, I'll watch, I'll watch 10 TV shows. And the one that I'll be telling people about is, but like this bitch made me tear up. Like this, oh, yeah. is, this is the bitch that made me tear up. Like, that's why, that's why I like sing Orville new horizons praises. That's why I talk about star, star Trek, uh, strange new world. Well, the thing that Anna hates though, is when I'm explaining like the scene or whatnot and the music that I want to use and stuff like that. And even I can't get the words out because I start choking up because even to me, I'm like, Oh, this is fucking sad. And she's like, God damn it. I'm already crying. You haven't even finished what you're doing. So it's like, okay, I'm on to something. So yeah, I want to make people, uh, yeah. Like, God damn it. That motherfucker made me piss my pants that first episode. But by the fifth episode, I'm crying my eyes out going like, I didn't think this show was going to make me feel this asshole. How dare but, you make me feel feelings. Exactly. So, um, so like I was trying to find a song and I couldn't remember the words or anything to it. And ironically, I found it. So this is the song. Um, it's called it's by uh, Flora Cash. 
It's probably an old song. I think it maybe came out two, three years ago, something like that. Uh, You're somebody else. I saw the part of you that only when you're older you'll see too. You'll see too. I held the better cards, but every stroke of luck has got to bleed through. It's got to bleed through. You held the balance of a time that only blindly I could read you, but I could read you. It's like you told me, go forward slowly, it's not a race to the end. Well, you look like yourself, but you're somebody else, only it ain't on the surface. Well, you talk like yourself, no, I hear someone else, so now you're making me nervous. You were the better part of every bit of beating heart that I had, whatever I had. I finally sat alone. Black flesh and bone Couldn't believe that you were gone mm-hmm. You look like yourself Just somebody else Only it ain't on the surface mm-hmm. You talk like yourself I hear someone else I know you're making me nervous deep as fuck man that, I, know. I have no idea I have no idea how i found the song because i'm like oh where's the playlist and apparently the playlist was deleted or removed so i was like fuck where did that come from well uh, somebody made like a custom like playlist and that's how i discovered the song 
Right. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like looking for it, but I'm like, I don't know anything about this song except for the melody. And then I like searching, searching, stumbled upon it, found it, had no idea how, where I literally like, I was taking a piss and I'm like on my phone, like searching, like, where's this fucking thing? And then I come out of the bathroom and I'm like, I found it. And Anna's just like, <laughs> okay, like you found what? Jesus. You're like, son of a bitch, pay attention to the thoughts inside my head for fuck's yeah. sake. I, oh, I find myself saying, like thinking that. I, not saying thankfully, but thinking that so many times in my life, like, could you pay attention to the thoughts inside my head? And then you would know where I'm at when I yes. say the words that I say, <laughs> because if you were paying attention to the thoughts inside my head, you'd know where I was at right now. Um, yeah. So uh, I no, but do I expect you to? Yes, absolutely. But I will say this. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, uh, like I said, I'll try to find something when we go to like wrap up the shows to be a little bit more peppy. <laughs> but yeah, that one's I have, I have a good one to wrap up on. I think if if we're, we're looking for an upbeat track to, to wrap up on, you, know, you said that that was. Uh, part one of a two parter. So I want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and. Well, yeah, but I, I want you to do your okay. next thing and then I'll, I'll regale everybody. I, I, I've, got, I've got two more tracks I want to play. One is just a fun, I think anybody who plays D&D is going to love track. And then okay. I've got one that I think would be a great closeout track to be that kind of upbeat kind of kind of thing. So if you've got one more that goes okay. with that track, I would welcome you to play it now. I'll play my, oh, well, my stupid I'll, I'll track, and then you can I'll play the track, and then I'll close it out with the upbeat. I'll put it this way. I won't play the track because I feel like you'll play your next song, then I'll play a song, because my next song is kind of upbeat, but the lyrics are very like, oh, shit, I relate to this way too much. Uh, so it's kind of a downer, so then we'll end on your upbeat track. Um, but I'll just tell you the story of this one. So okay. I can play it like at some other time. Uh, I'll tell you the title of it, and then you can you know check it out for yourself. or whatnot. It's a good track or whatnot. I basically heard this track on the radio like I don't know how many years ago. I finally found out. So in my head, when I found the track that I just found, I was all like, there's this other track that I I I can't remember anything about. I can remember the lyrics, but every time I type in the lyrics, nothing comes up like or it, something will come up and not be the song that I'm looking for. And I'm like, OK, yeah. So yeah, this I is song been, I, I'm like search for like, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy. This is going to be a yeah, simple. This, this is going to be is, simple for my like, Google Foo. Like, my Google Foo is on point. This, you're like, this is the fucking hook. And you're like, well, this is the thing. You're like, this is the hook of the fucking song. Like, these are like, this is the chorus. They repeat yeah. this. So this has to be the title of the song. Repeat nope. stuff, repeat stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, so nowhere near that. So I, I, I basically, what ended up happening is I went through that thing where you, sometimes you click on a song on like something you recently listened to, and then you just let your uh, Spotify go and it will just either play stuff that you've listened to or will find new shit going like based off of what you've listened to so it just so happened after listening to that track this song popped up i was like holy fuck i've been searching for this song forever so it's done by a gan band called the gaslight anthem which i'm like i've heard of them now me too as well also i'll put it this way eric if i told you i bought a record what are other words for a record well i'm old keep that no. in mind i'm no, old. That's so not. for me that's a not. record is a record but I could think that you meant album. I could, if I were trying to channel my younger days, I could think that you meant cassette or okay. even pot potentially CD. But if you said oh. record, I would think album. Okay, that thank you. That would be my default. All right, album, maybe vinyl. Um, I wouldn't necessarily jump to vinyl in my head simply because... No. 
You're totally fine. I you're totally up. Eric, I, right now, right now, what you're saying, no wrong answers. I pitched the same question to uh, Anna last night, where it was all like, what's another name for an album? And she's like, CD. She's saying like all the same things you're saying. So guess what? You're fine. And you're saying like, well, by the way, I'm older, right? Do you know what the title of this fucking song is? And this is the only thing in the, in the song that they say. They go, oh, hey. Turn the record over. That's one of the lyrics in the song, okay? Do you know what the fucking song is actually called? A 45. Oh, snap. You know Right? Do you, oh, so, right? Fun fact like, for like, you, you like, youngins in their days. But goddamn, I was like, oh, you, you know 45 uh, references? Do you know what that, that actually means? A it means the five versus that the size? Well, yeah, because it wasn't there like. It's not it's the size. Like, what is it? It's the, it's the revolutions per minute. I, I was trying to remember because spun faster than yes. standard for records. That's what I was trying to remember. Oh, there, I couldn't remember the record. I can't. I I want to say thirty two revolutions per minute, but I'm I I could be wrong on that. But I remember because they were smaller. Thank you. Spun yeah. Faster, and it was uh, thirty five revolutions per minute. So when you were when you went to a jukebox back in the old days when it actually pulled the little tiny vinyls, those were 45s because they spun at 45 revolutions per minute. That's how many See, times I, I around thought, the disc spun per minute was 45. So thank you, because I thought it was the size. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like 45, what, millimeters or some shit or whatnot? And then, yeah, no, you're totally right. But yeah, literally, it's just called 45, the number 45. Good fucking track. But I was like, there was you never once mentioned like, hey, 45. Like, that doesn't come up at all. But like, but, yeah, but prime example. Prime fucking example. I asked you the same fucking question. And you're like, well, I'm a little bit older. I'm like, okay, you might actually get it. And no, but I know for a fact, if I put this question to my fucking dad, he'd be like, oh yeah, 45. And I'd be like, go fuck yourself, old man. Yeah. yeah. And you knew that you knew that special adapter because 45s yeah. didn't have the same hole in the center. You had to have that special adapter to put in the mm-hmm. center of the fucking 45 to put it in your regular record player. And you had to, yep. you had to flick the switch from regular to 45 otherwise it played it real slow because it wasn't no, going I, this so right. this way. This way. I want to play i want to i want to ask matthew when he's back that question because i know for a fact he won't listen to this episode not out of spite or anything like that but i just know for a fact he's like I he's busy he's fucking in seattle or some shit yeah, like, like, yeah. but i want to want to ask him now. if he gets if he gets 45 i'm gonna be like you're that's why you're the fucking fucking uh secretary of Fuck. He'll, he'll he'll know what a forty five. If you if you say that it's a forty five, in the terms of of music, I'm I'm sure a hundred percent that he'll know. He'll know. So yeah, but, yeah. What do you got for us? What do you got for it? Yeah, I'll play that song next week. But like that just pissed me off. Where I'm just like you motherfuckers. You went like hardcore deep cut on that motherfucker. All right. So you have one more for us before you want me to close out on the somewhat the happier note. So you want me to play something now, and then you're going to play yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Because you said no, no, no. You so I just played. You I, said you had two more songs. So you go I mean, next, yes. then I'll go. You'll close out. Then we'll do the outro music, and we're good. Okay. So here's a fun song. If you've ever played D and D, you will know every reference in this song. If you've never played D and D, you won't get oh. this song at all. However, it's still a fun song. So even if you haven't played D and D, no, no, no. Quick thing for you. I'm just going to mention this for you. Uh, Amazon Prime, you have it, right? Yep. Okay. Check out uh, Ex Machina. The movie? No, it's a, uh, 
the legend of Vex, the legend of Vex Machina. Oh, okay. I was like, I was, I was like, the movie with it, the fast guys. Like, it's, a, it's an it. it's fantastic. It's an animated, uh, it's an animated television show on Amazon Prime, and it's okay, done by. Okay, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was part of the inspiration of the movie that starred Oscar Isaac and. Uh, Khaleesi fucking what's her name? Oh, I've never seen yeah. the movie. It's a good movie. Good good fucking oh, movie. I've heard. Oh, I've heard. I've just never seen it. Um, it proves like if, if you watch that movie and then immediately watch Star Wars, uh, Force Awakens, you can be like, Okay, um, yeah. Now I get how people could not understand that uh fucking Clark Kent was Superman. Because like you look at the two of them. You, you look at the characters from the movie and all he did was shave the beard and it's two fucking different people. He is unbelievable. You have to know it's the same actor to know it's oh, the same no. actor. You, you, want, you want your mind blown? You want your mind blown? Oscar Isaac? You want your mind blown? Uh, Oscar Isaac was Apocalypse and X-Men was, Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I didn't know that. That was, that was a lot of that. That was with like fucking CGI and shit, though. This is like just him acting. The only difference between Ex Machina and Star Wars Force Awakens is that he shaved. Like, so I'm like, if you can get that big a difference just from shaving, I I can start to see like, okay, yeah, you put the glasses on suddenly. Oh yeah, Superman and Clark Kent. Maybe they have a passing similarity, but they're definitely not the same person. Uh, well, I'm, I'll put it this way. I, I want you to get to your song, but I will say this: the only person who ever pulled off the the proper Clark Kent Superman stuff was fucking uh, uh, oh god, Christopher Reeves. Oh, Christopher Reeves was a fantastic Superman. Um, he did great. I, I do not like Superman as a character. No, either. Like, as no, in either the comics, Superman is too perfect. That 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 was his problem. That's the only reason. Like, and I get into debates with Superman fans about this. That is the only reason I actually liked Snyder's version of Superman, especially in Man of Steel. Like the fact that he took a departure from the traditional aspect of Superman, making him perfect. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Superman is the Henry Cavill Superman. Uh, I think, I think the best Superman story told, like, don't get me wrong. Christopher Reeves does the best job. It's like what I said, it's like, we haven't gotten to a Batman yet who can do Bruce Wayne and do Batman, except for Kevin Conroy, but it's a voice actor. Uh, I mean, I mean, but you know, uh, fucking Batman 1989 exists. Is all I'm saying. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's a great Bruce Wayne. Oh no, he was a fucking fantastic Batman too. That was the whole point. That was that was what was so great about it was the fact that okay. when he was Batman. He was a different fucking character. It was amazing. Even something like you couldn't see his face. Like all you could see was his mouth, and that didn't change much. But his eyes, even with the blackout fucking makeup, like there was something about his eyes that changed between Bruce Wayne and uh, it was but fucking you, but, a day but, from the day. But anyways. If you have HBO Max, if you have HBO Max, you want to see a good Superman like and be like, oh, I actually like this, like Clark Kent and Superman. Uh, Superman, the animated series. No fucking joke. The fucking animated versions. I mean, honestly, when it comes to comic book adaptations, I mean, what better way to portray that than in animated oh, form? But the animated series is like I mean, fantastic. It's actually voiced like Superman is voiced by Tim Daly. And if you don't know who Tim Daly is, if you ever seen Wings. Like Tim Daly is the bomb, dude. Yeah, 
the voice of Superman in there. Hell yeah. And he's fucking great at it. Like, check it out. Like, there's so many good episodes. Like, there's an episode with him where he starts fighting, like, Darkseid or something like that. He's like, you know, everybody else have to pull my punches, but not with you. And you just see him, like, fuck him through. And that's the thing that pissed me off. Everyone got so mad at Man of Steel. Like, why is the city destroyed? I'm like, have you ever seen a Superman cartoon? Like, Superman and Justice League cartoons by uh, Tim Bruce. He's throwing them through fucking buildings. Like, things are getting demolished. Like, come on. You don't think there's going to be collateral damage with a superhero. Yes. Like, get your head out of your fucking ass. That's what I, uh, you know, and, you know, Snyder gets a lot of shit for the way he portrayed. He does. Man and, and the Justice League in general. And I will give people credit for the Justice League part of it because that was garbage. But the way he portrayed Superman, I actually really enjoyed that because it portrayed Superman as a slightly more realistic character. I didn't want, I don't want a dark hero version of Superman. That's not what I'm looking for. No, if I wanted that, I would put Earth like three. Yeah, no, you're like a dark hero version of Superman is something completely different. That's not what I'm looking for. But a realistic version of Superman, I think is what Snyder gave us, especially in Man of Steel. Like the movies progressing from that, I think they got progressively worse, honestly, as they went along. But Man of Steel, I actually really enjoyed even though I don't like the character of Superman and it's because he's too perfect. He's well, I love about he's, he's he's OP compared to literally everybody else. He's too perfect when it comes to morality and goodness if you want to put a a terminology to it. Um he's just not a realistic enough character to relate to. What I liked about Man of Steel was that they took that and they said he is this good moral character, but when it came down to brass tacks, he did what had to be fucking done. Well, okay, I'm sorry, but everyone's like, I didn't like how he killed Zod, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, that was, that was to me was like the most badass moment in the world of him just like that's snapping that motherfucker's neck. I was just like, that's what I'm saying. He, he like, he realized in that moment that my, my, Entire life philosophy up to this point has been do not kill. But if I do not kill this particular being, more people will die. And he, when he made that moral decision to kill the one that outweighs the many one for the good of the many, he fucking spocked us. He, he fucking spocked us like a motherfucker. And I fucking loved it. Fucking that, loved that's what that. made Man of Steel. A, that's the thing. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind the the Snyder universe and whatnot. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved uh, the the extended version of the Justice League. Uh, I thought that was a very like, yes, it's a long thing, and I'm glad that I wish they would have broken it up and just made it like a series. But I loved everybody in it. I think everyone did great. I know everyone gives people crap for like certain. They're like, fucking Ben Affleck's the worst Batman. I'm like, did you fucking seize the George Clooney film? God damn it! Everyone wants to give that motherfucker a pass. Even George Clooney fucking apologized. He's like, yeah, I had no right being there. Like, everyone's all like, oh, worst Batman ever. I'm like, dude, okay, Ben Affleck? Okay, yeah, n- probably his Batman, like, the the story behind him, like, I gotta kill an alien. You're like, okay, that's kind of weird. But, like, when he fucking busts through that fucking wall in Batman v Superman and takes that dude out and just fucks those people up in the warehouse, you're like, oh, that's fucking Batman. Oh, shit. My fucking- only issue with Batfleck was the fact that they brought him in into a time frame in the comic storyline that has not yet been introduced in film yet. It's yeah. been touched on 
in television. It's definitely been in the comics, but it hadn't been touched on in film. So if if all you'd ever watched was the movies, you'd jump into that first Batman flick that had Affleck in it, and you'd be like, you'd be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like that's not how Batman operates. Well, um, actually, if you you, hold on, let me be that guy for a second. Um, actually, um post the first robin being murdered by the joker yes batman fucking acted like that because he was fucking pissed fucked up he was not in a good place and when you have a not necessarily super powered being but you have a a person who has um essentially superhuman abilities and you know whether it be technology given or given based on alien technology or mutation or whatever the hell it is. The fact is Batman has Superman superhuman abilities is what he has. Oh, yeah. Whether, whether it's based on technology or whether it's based on something else, he has superhuman abilities. So when you take a person who already has obvious issues and then you add that kind of trauma and then you set him out on the world. Yes, you're going to end up with what you ended up with with the first Batfleck. And so I thought coming from a, a position of having known where the story was coming from, I thought he portrayed it very fucking well. Oh, yeah, no, I think it. Well, that, the only regret that I have, the only regret I have with those Zack Snyder films is like as much as no one likes, like a lot of people are like, I don't like the uh, the Joker in that universe um Heath uh and everything yeah, and that's like, fucking the only, go the, suck the go one thing the one thing I regret so is you never got to see those two throw down. Yeah. Now I I have no problem with the Joker of that universe. I have a problem with Jared Leto because he is a gigantic asshole who should not be allowed to be in movies ever. Um Honestly, but, the character uh, the way they wrote him, I don't have a problem with that necessarily. The makeup design that they chose to go with, that I, you know, have questions. The weird part about that, though, like that, the weird part, okay, so there's a weird part about that. That Joker, a lot of people shit on like the design of him and stuff like that. But what's really funny is there's a Frank Miller short run called Batman and Robin All-Star. And it shows that Joker where he has like the tattoos and like all this fucking, and you're like, this guy's fucked up, but I will say Batman. Okay. Highly recommend. So Frank Miller wrote it, mm. uh, Batman and Robin all-star. And it kind of tells the origin story of where, uh, Dick race and Robin comes to be. But in a certain point in the comic, like that's, that's an animated adaptation that I would love to see, which I don't know if I'll ever get to see it. But literally, Robin almost kills the Green Lantern, like how Jordan's Green Lantern. And then Batman has to fucking save his life because he's like, oh, shit, what did I do? Jeez. Like, I trained this kid to be an ultimate killing machine. And he literally just took out like one of our main defenses of like, you know, like the and you're like, oh, that like highly recommend it. Check it out. Sorry, Eric, play your track. I just realized we just no, ate up a no, bunch I'm, of time. I'm, I'm totally good. We, we are not on a time limit here. We're on the Internet. People confess for yeah, us. They don't no, like no, I don't want to hear about comic books. They can fast no, no. forward. To They're the fine. I'm talking about my time limit. I'm like, I gotta get to bed soon. I gotta yeah, fucking another day of work tomorrow, and I am fucking hammered. Yeah. Well. All right. So in that case, uh, the last thing I will say is that um, love whatever Batman you want. Exactly. That 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 literally that's 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 what I was gonna say. Like whether it's the comics, whether it's the cartoons, whether it's the TV, whether it's the movies, whatever Batman 
floats your boat. I would say whatever Batman superhero media, fucking Batman, and whatever, whatever, whatever superhero media you want to take them in, feel free. Exactly, exactly. There are so many versions of every particular, like just. I mean, even if you just look at the comics, there are different versions of these characters available. Because someone else is writing them and that character has a new voice. Exactly. Exactly. So if you don't like one particular movie, that's fine. That's totally cool. That is your opinion and you are welcome to it. Um, But I will say this. I don't care. Like it if if they like it. That's all I'm asking. All I'm asking is this. Let people enjoy things if you don't that's fine but let the people who do enjoy it if you enjoy something great if you don't enjoy something great but if you feel like you don't enjoy something and now have to get on something to complain about that thing and then tell people your opinions of why you don't like that thing you can take a rusty fucking baseball bat from negan from uh walking dead uh and shove it up your ass because i don't give two fucks because you've wasted time you literally took time out of your life to to talk about something you hate. Why would you do that? Talk about something you like. That Yes, yes. I have wasted too many hours of my life talking about the things I don't like instead of talking about the things I do and like. I would fine. rather pontificate on the things that I do like than to spend a single minute talking about the things I don't like. If I don't like exactly. something, I'd be you like, hey, you recommend know, something to you like that. Like- here's what I liked instead. And then I will spend an hour fucking talking about the thing I liked better. Yeah. Ira, do yourself a favor. When you go someplace, because this happened to me not too recently. Sorry, I'm going off on tangents. And I don't mean to, but I'm trying to be really positive with this. this but, okay, so at one point, I went to, the last time I had like a gathering, I met some new people and someone was like, oh, what do you do for work? And I literally told them like, you know what? I don't want to talk about for work. You know what I want to know? I want to know what your passions are. What do you want to do? What is like your life like dream? And you know how many people perked up and be like, well, I'm doing this right now, but what I really like to do is that. I'm like, follow that. Like, do that. Like, I'd rather have people be like, if someone finally asked me, what do you do for work? I'd be like, I finally got to do my passion. This is what I do for my work. And they're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, that would be fantastic. Like, I'd rather have like if Matthew literally just came to us, be like, I'm doing music now. That's my passion. I'm like, fucking yeah, go for it Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You know, like I rather like, yeah, your job was fine. I feel like your job is like a status thing, but I'm more curious about what what are your what what are you passionate about that you would rather like if you could just literally you had all the money in the world, you left whatever you needed to do and you could do exactly what you wanted. Fucking tell me. And that's I mean, I don't I hate to bring it back around to work, but you brought this up. That is my trajectory right now in my current career path is to get to the point where maybe not specifically what I want, but what I've discovered over the course of my career, over the course of my 40 plus years of life and my 30 something plus years of work life is that I have gotten the most... What's that now? You're all like 40 years of life and 30 years of work life. I've said 40 plus years of life. Okay, but you did say like something years of work life. I I started work when I was 15. So almost 30 years of work, we'll say. We'll say almost three decades of work. We'll say that. We'll say almost three decades of work to make me sound a little younger. Just a little bit younger. Over, Over three decades of of work experience, I've found that I have gained the most satisfaction from any of my jobs when I have been 
teaching, when I have been imparting knowledge onto someone else. That is when I have felt the most satisfaction in a job. And I am actually on a path, on a trajectory right now in my current role, in my current position, in my current company to to kind of have that be my end game, to where so, that will be my job to to teach people to so Eric knowledge onto others that that I, is I, where I've had my most yeah I find no first off I find that amazing I think that's a, like I find it but I now I want to ask you this question if you didn't have this job and you could be a teacher what would you want to teach oh like subject or grade level you, like, like, like you can get, for? like you could get paid for that like say you're like you got a college professor role and you literally just have like let's example so Futurama at one episode was like, I'm going to teach you about the 21st century. And then, and then, and then Fry's like, Oh, score. And they literally give him like, what is this called? And it's like a television. And Fry couldn't even get that. It's like, bitch, you spent in your entire life watching that shit. Like if you can literally just dive in and it was a course in college and people could get a credit for it. And you taught them something because it had some logic to it or whatnot. What would you want to do? Oh man, that that is a tough question because honestly, it's, I, I still want there to be a bit of a challenge. Like I need there to be a little bit of a challenge when, when somebody asks me a question, I just immediately have the answer. Like, yeah, I have that satisfaction of being like, here's the answer. But at the same time, I really feel that like that, that rush of like, yeah, when okay, somebody asks me a question and I have to be like, you know what? Let I'm probably going to let me check I'm that probably, for you. Well, I'm going to put it this way, Eric. I'm going to throw something out there. This probably won't be the, your career choice. It's just going to be up your alley or whatnot. Hmm. And I'm probably going to butcher the name of the uh, the test they have to take. But say you're in college and there's a course for Star Trek and someone asks you, the Kama Mushi Maru. It's the Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi. See, I told you, see, okay. that's why I said I was, I was right. wondering. But someone it's, asked right. me, it's all good. Kobayashi. Someone asked, someone asked you that, that question. They go like, you talk about like, well, this is why so-and-so did this and blah, blah, blah. And why is this like, it's such an impossible test. And then someone asks you this question. They go, well, how would you have done it? See, here's, here's where my answer differs from a lot of, this is where you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the Kobayashi Maru is the perfect example of a test that determines what type of captain you will be in in the Star Trek universe. Because Kirk famously passed the Kobayashi Maru, which was the unpassable test. The idea of the test, the test was designed to teach potential captains that, hey, guess what? There are no win scenarios. And Kirk famously said, I don't believe in no win scenarios and found a way around the test. But my favorite captain, Jean-Luc Picard, quote, I, I, and I might be butchering this quote a little bit. I apologize. to I already butchered right now, but in What's the flip them they did on that starship enterprise? Captain Picard at one point told Data in an episode that it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not failure. That is life. And that is the type of captain that I would want to be because that encapsulates the actual true honesty of the human experience. The fact is, it is possible to commit no mistakes, to do everything exactly right and still fail or lose at whatever it is that you're doing. 
Wow, because you know it's really funny. The accepting was- that is a much greater emotional feat, I think, than skirting around a test and passing something that is intended to be unpassable. See, so now after Picard is still a better captain in my mind than than Kirk, but. You know, it's just me. So, so you saying that now, and not me having any Star Trek like knowledge, like up until that point, because I had no idea about that story. Like me now, I just want to take that and be like, "What if you make every single mistake, but you win?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Wait, you won on a fluke?" And it's just all like, "That's oh god, I should write for a Star Trek show. That'd be amazing." It's all like, "That's how he became captain." I'd be like, "Boom, bitches!" And and the captain, Jason Manzuka. I would, I would accept that. Um, don't get me wrong. You don't get me hear him talk as the captain. That would be fantastic. You don't give me, you don't give me 45 minutes. It's only half hour episodes. And it's all like, and, and the title of the show, I'm pitching it, Paramount, if you're listening, I, need a, I want a better job. Uh, it's Star Trek, question mark? <laughs> The th- the thing about it is the the Kobayashi Maru test, like famously in the original Star Trek, it was only ever mentioned as this quote unquote impossible test that somehow Kirk managed to pass. It was never mentioned how he passed it. Well, yeah, and that's an, I know, I know a movie adaptation when they put like, that out, which I loved. Don't I love? Okay, I was about to say. Movie. I I enjoyed those. I enjoyed those three Star Trek. I, I really did. I really did. The second one, I was a little disappointed in, only because the the secret reveal that they were trying to keep secret was like so poorly kept that it was just like so. This everybody is- knows that Cumberbatch is con. Everybody knows. Just fucking admit it. And every time they were asked in press conferences and in interviews, anything, they're like, no, 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 he's not Khan. His name is Harrison, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh my God, the big reveal is he's Khan. Like, everybody fucking knew, man. Everybody knew. Just admit it and move on. Pick a different secret. We're going to get to the song. So I just want to know, do you think if you went back in time and you were like J.J. Abrams, if when they ask you, is is he con? And just be all like, look, I'm not at liberty to say. I don't know what to do. He's con. And if you think. I'd be like, just. If you think everyone would have and been like, oh, shit. Do you think the movie would have been better? I think the reception to the movie would have been better if they hadn't tried to deny it. The fact that they did so much to, like, they specifically told, like, actors, like, Benedict Cumberbatch had to say, no, my character is not Khan. My character is uh, John Harrison, I think is what his name was before he revealed that he was Khan. Like, if they were just like, okay, listen, don't go out there and say you're Khan. But if they ask point blank if you're Khan, don't deny it. Like, you don't confirm it. You know, don't just say, yeah, I'm con, haha, surprise. But like, don't deny it because then we just look like a bunch of fucking liars. I think the reception would have been better if they had not. uh, That was the big secret slash reveal that was supposed to be the big thing. They they should have done. Everybody knows already. Oh, I'm butchering his name in my head right now. And I know if I say it's going to be wrong. What they should have done if they go, hey, is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's con? They should have been like, no. It's the guy who originally played Khan, and I'm blanking something. Ricardo Montalban. Montalban. Thank you. Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. That's what they should have said, and people be like, oh, you fucking assholes. You're just giving us Star Trek 2 right now, you know? Uh, but anyways, 
Back to, but no, that's great. I, I'm glad we're breaking some walls. I'm learning a little bit about you. I think that's fun. I, I actually now feel like Matthew should listen to this episode just because so, I'm like, I'm going to tell Matthew in, in like one point. Because no joke, my 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 week off, I'm going to be like, Matthew, I'm at the pig right now. You should you should show up. He'd be like, well, I'm not for working at it. I'd be like, it'd be a lot cooler if you showed up, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then and then he'd show up be like dude i'm gonna tell you some shit about eric he'd be like oh what now i'd be like no this is all positive stuff and he'd be like oh fuck what i'd be like yeah. I'd be like what there's positive eric, stuff about that guy like eric wants me are you sure and, and i just want to see matthew's face i'm like hold on i'm gonna get a tiktok just for this <laughs> but anyways uh are you next or am i next for a song i i i think uh i was gonna play one and then you were gonna play one and then i was gonna close out i think okay yeah let's plan. do that so, That's where we're at. so I'm going to throw this up. This is a song that uh, if you play D and D, you're going to enjoy this. If you don't play D and D, you might still enjoy this. Um, it's a fun song, but if you do play D and D, you're definitely going to enjoy the references within the song. But it's a fun little track, and it is called "Melee Range" by Ginny D. Darling, you're too far away. Much nearer would be sweet. Come on. Closer, dear, at least within five feet. I want you in melee range. I want you close enough to stab. Go on, roll a grapple. Check if you want to make a grab. I don't want to leave, but if I do, then you can have an opportunity. To take a slash at me at melee range. I've never been in love before. I don't know what weapon to wield. I'll wave away the fog of war and adjust to this new battlefield. When rolling to hit somebody's heart, I don't know where I ought to start. But if other combat can compare, I need you in my threatened square. I want you in melee range. I want you close enough to stab. Go on, roll a grapple. Check if you want to make a grab. I don't want to leave, but if I do, then you can have an opportunity. To take a slash at me at melee range. I'm happy to take initiative. I'll make the first move if you like. I'll show you the heart I'm glad to give if ever you wanted to strike. Oh, Cupid has rolled his range to tag. He hit me with some kind of cast. He's buried his boat right in my bag And darling, I hope that you're next I want you in melee range I want you close enough to stab Go on, roll a grapple Check if you wanna make a grab I don't wanna leave, but if I do Then you can have an opportunity to take a slash at at melee range. Whoa! To take a slash at me at melee range. 
a fun little ditty. Um, and if you're into D and D at all, or any type of uh, tabletop RPG, most of them use similar rule sets. Um, you'll understand the references and you know, it's fun. Oh, God damn it. That, that beat that, that picked me up and reminded me of another song that I don't know if I've ever played on this show. I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you or I'll play it next week or something like that. Cause it's like, I probably added it to the list a long time ago. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm going to go back to a well. Um, it's a uh, tiny moving parts. This is called North shore, but I feel like this song is it's, I like it, but it's, it does have some lyrics in there where you're like, wow, you're, you're fucked up, Steve. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this. Um, <laughs> It's all right. But yeah, we'll do that. Sometimes so, yeah. that's what you oh. need is the song that like reflects back at you what you're feeling. And Oh, there, this album reflects back at me hard. And I kind of hate them for it, but I'm also kind of like, yeah, I kind of needed this. There's a yellow pill in my pocket in case I need to calm down. Hands are feeling frostbit as I'm frozen to the ground. Why can't life just work out the way I want it to? All these questions I keep asking leave me constantly confused. I know I must keep going, but I'm too scared to run. My legs will break apart because my bones aren't strong enough. Why can't life just work out the way I want it to? All these questions I keep asking, but nobody's in the room. No one! Another long night No fight left in my blood I feel like giving up now Pull the plug Off the lakeside A symphony of sadness That forever crescendos It never stops It never stops track dug that some good stuff yeah sorry definitely uh on the deeper side um yeah all my shit's emo yeah you know hey it happens um, I, mean, I have a 
song, but I can't. So, you know, hey, but you know what? Sometimes that's what you need. Like, sometimes, like, I'll hear a song and be like, hey, you know what? This kind of makes me happy or whatever. But then, like, I'll feel that sense of, like, yeah, I'm digging the song and it's making me happy, but it's not reflecting how I actually feel. And then I'll hear a song that actually like reflects how I feel. And I'd be like, yeah, this, this makes me feel sad or hurt or angry or however I'm feeling. And, but I don't blame it on the song. Like I recognize that I'm like, this is just how I'm feeling. And the song is bringing it out. And that's good because it gives you that opportunity to explore that feeling in a productive and healthy way, as opposed to, um, how I used to do things um, pre-therapy and medication where I would just take everything in. And I, I, I've, I've actually had this discussion recently with, 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 with people that my normal default mode is just sponge mode. Like I just, anything that's thrown at me, I just, I just soak it in. But a sponge only holds so much water until it starts leaking out. And when it gets to that point, it just starts leaking and leaking and leaking. And if anything, anything, the slightest little thing squeezes that sponge, it floods out immediately. And that, that, that's, that's me. That's what happens. Like, I will just, I will, I will take it in. I will accept it. I will just like, like throw it at me, like throw it at me, like throw your hatred, throw your fucking anger, throw your uh, disappointment, throw whatever at me. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll just absorb it. Right. Except, except I'm, I'm not absorbing it. I'm just, I'm just sucking it in until the first time something squeezes me. Well, and then I fucking, splooge that shit all over everybody and that's when people are like oh my god i never knew you were so mean i'm like no i'm i'm not though i'm not it's just i i got pushed too far like i took too much negative in and you happen to be the person who was around when it all fucking came out and that's something i need to work on i i recognize that that's something i'm talking to my therapist about is about how to oh you have a therapist I'm, I'm, well, I had one and here's my problem. Dude, no, no, don't even go with that. Like I need to see a therapist. Like, like this is the problem. I already know the problems are with me, but I don't. And this is a prime example. I'm going to say some, something right now. And I'm really hoping like a lot of people don't listen to our show anymore or whatnot. But okay. So you send me over TikToks. Um, and I absolutely like, I won't subscribe to the TikToks. I won't download the app or whatnot. I'll watch your videos or whatnot. But you send me over TikToks to certain like people who are doing like stand up and stuff like that. And I sit there going like, oh, that's pretty humorous. But in my head, I'm all like, I know for a fact. And there's even somebody that I know that's like went out there. They're doing their dream. They're kicking the ass. And they're and this is the thing. I find these people funny. I find these people hilarious. But I'm sitting there going like, I am 10 times funnier than you. But the problem that I'm having is I don't have that drive. Like these people have the fucking drive. And now I'm thinking of like, okay, with my weeks off, maybe I should start doing those, those open mic nights. Mm-hmm. I should get my fucking ass back out there because I'm, I'm coming up with shit where Anna's like, I don't even know Pokemon, but I find this fucking hilarious right now. Like, I know I'm like, like if they were, if they still kept that fucking, uh, I, who wants to be a stand up or whatnot, whatever that bullshit was. And I had time off of work and actually last pushed myself to do it. Yeah. Last comic standing. I know for a fact when you had to have those competitions where you're like, I know I'm funnier than you. Like I knew for a fact that I'm like, I am funnier than a lot of like there's comedians out there that I'm like, they're geniuses. I don't think they're funny, but I'm like, Oh, you're a fucking genius. 
that is fucking clever as fuck. Then there's people that I'm all like, that's fucking bullshit comedy. Like, fuck you. You're a hack. Go fuck yourself. Not going to name names. Larry, the cable guy. Um, but, um, but yeah, but there's like people that I see that they're out there living their dream and they're the trust fund baby who created persona. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one, but fuck him too. No, Larry, the cable guy is not his. He is oh, no, I know that's just persona. He his actual the, the sad not part blue collar by any mean by any stretch of the imagination. The sad part is is Larry the cable guy before he was Larry the cable guy. Like look his shit up. It's actually oh, funnier that's... than his bullshit. Oh no, it's that's terrible. the sad part. It's terrible. No, it's it's his first, awful. No, his it's first terrible. stuff. No, his it's first stuff. Awful. No, his first stuff before Larry the cable guy. You're like, oh, that's clever. That's mm. smart. That's mm. that's like, oh, okay. I know what you're. I know what you're doing there. His Larry the Cable Guy is all like, "Have you ever seen me put my dick in my sister? Well, you will. I'm Larry the Cable Guy. I wear this now. It's like, go oh, fuck I, yourself. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 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 you saw. I don't. I don't know if you saw. I, I'm curious as to whether you saw stuff that was like pre the stuff that I saw or post the stuff that I saw. But I saw some stuff from him. Before he took on the Larry, the cable guy persona, where he was doing stand up and it was just bland, mediocre comedy at best. And it was not funny. He was not in any persona. He was not in any type of uh, this is the problem. character. He was just doing jokes, which is fine, whatever. But they weren't funny and he wasn't delivering them well. He didn't have... Like once he adopted the Larry the Cable Guy persona, then he started delivering essentially the same bad jokes, but in a way that made people laugh because of the way he okay. was delivering them. Okay, so Eric, Eric, you're coming at me wrong. I don't have a problem with him being a comedian. No, no, no. I'm problem- not saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that. People, again, again, I want to stress. No, this no, a hundred percent. I want to stress this. One hundred percent. Everyone is entitled to enjoy what they enjoy. If you like Larry the Cable Guy as a comedian, if he makes you laugh, you you like to watch his shit and laugh at his shit. I don't No, no, I'm sorry. I'm not telling you not to. If you laugh at Larry the Cable Guy, you're a fucking idiot. Because I will be the first person to tell you that motherfucker isn't a real cable guy. Not once have I seen him install that shit. dude cannot tell the difference between an RG45 and a coax to save his fucking life. Motherfucker showed up at my house and he was all like, oh, I see your problem here. You don't have AOL. I guarantee he shows up to your house to install your cable. You'd be like, hey, I think there's something wrong with my fucking Cat 5. And he'd be like, uh, uh, the fuck is that? I'd be like, well, if it's not the Cat 5, it's got to be the coax. And then he'd be like, uh, 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 well, one time I got tickets to the Tampon Grand Prix because I need some strings. (laughs) Anyways. um, Eric, Eric, I love you. I love you. And I'm going to say this out of the the bottom of my heart. That joke could use a punch up. I'm not, hey, I'm not the one out there trying to claim to be not only a comedian, but also a cable guy. So, okay, you got me there. You got me there. I am claiming neither of these things. If, I, if I'm able to actually write two pilots, which I'm which I'm planning on doing because I need to get that drive and I think I just need it. I'm basically taking Adderall that week because Anna's like, you should try my Adderall. And if that makes me focus as a motherfucker, I'm going to hate half of my life right now because I'm like, God damn it. 
Great question for you. And I will pause the recording if you need no, you can to go right ahead. this. But um, uh, is she on the XR or the standard? I think the standard. So here's the thing with the standard. It will give you a punch of focus for two to three hours, depending on your attempt. No, okay, she doesn't have that one then. She has the one that lasts for like longer. That's the XR then. So okay. that will give you, so that that's extended release that lasts between six and yes. eight hours. Now, the reason, the reason that I ask is because I specifically, when I talked to my doctor and I finally like, cause here, here's the, the way that I got on actual ADHD meds is I had seen my doctor for five years and I had discussed with him with my, my depression, my anxiety, and we had tried Zoloft, we had tried Wellbutrin, we had tried uh, Celexa, we had tried a few different things, and nothing really did the trick. And then it wasn't until I really, on, honestly, and I, I hate to credit this for anything, but I kid you not, TikTok is what really led me to, I managed to get onto like, somehow, some way, the algorithm started showing me videos of people talking about their ADHD uh symptoms and the specific things that they experienced with their ADHD. And I was like, holy fuck, like that's me. There's, there's a reason that my entire office is filled with everything I fucking own. Because if I don't see it, if I don't see these things on a daily basis, I forget they exist. That's because I have object permanence issues, a classic sign of ADHD. I have to be doing something with my hands constantly. This has been age old. This has been from before fidget spinners existed. Before fidget, fidget spinners existed, I played with cards. I would sit at my desk at work at you know, working call centers and I would have a deck of cards and I'd be shuffling them. I'd be playing with them. I'd be fucking tossing them in the air and catching them. I'd be doing all that shit because I had to be doing something. I, I, would, I had Lego that I would build. I had uh, fucking magnetics that I would build and play with while I was on calls with people because I had to be doing something with my hands while I was talking on the phone. And this okay, was so way that- before fidget spinners were a thing and people recognized that Oh, hey, people with ADHD, if they're doing something with their hands, it allows them to focus on what they're doing with their mind better. Like, And so when I talked to my doctor and I said, listen, here, here are the things that I'm experiencing. The depression and anxiety that I'm feeling, like 90% of it, uh, my, my anxiety comes from my inability to focus on any one thing, especially at work. Like I'm, I'm tasked with a specific job and I need to do this job, but I can't focus on it because every little thing that happens, any sound like, oh, I gotta, suddenly I'm focused on that. Or... I get hyper-focused on one thing and I ignore everything else around it. So it's like somebody asks me one question. I'm like, I'm answering that question and I'm ignoring every fucking thing else that you said. Another symptom of ADHD. And it wasn't until after several years, I talked to my doctor and I said, listen, here's what I'm experiencing. I have this hyper-focus and then I have the opposite, hypo-focus. As soon as I'm disinterested in something, it ceases to exist for me. I don't give a shit about it anymore. And this is not just in my personal life. This is in work life. This is in, you know, my personal life. This is like just in life in general. I also have the object permanence issues. If something is put away in a drawer for like a week or more, I cease to remember that it exists. I will I will come across something that's been packed in a box for it could it could only have been in there for like a month. 
And I'll be like, holy shit, we own this? Yeah. So when I when I talked to my doctor and I said, listen, you know, the medication that we've tried for the depression and the anxiety, it's it's helped a little, you know, it's it's helped even things out a little bit, but it's not really making the situation better. However, in doing some research, I found some of these traits. Like I'm wondering if maybe instead of antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds, what I need is something for ADHD because here's what I'm experiencing. And my doctor was at that point, because I'd been seeing him for five years, he was willing to say, like, okay, we'll try something. Do you want to, you know, and he gave me the options. He said, he's like, well, you know, what do you need? Do you need a short-term solution, something that'll just get you going in the morning? Or do you need something that's going to last for a certain amount of time? Or what do you need? And I say, well, at the time I was working 10 hour shifts with overtime, 12 hour shifts. And he's like, well, there's Adderall, of course, which only lasts for a few hours. And then you'd have to take it again. You'd have to, you'd have to take it two or three times a day to get through a 10 hour or 12 hour shift. And then you might have trouble getting to sleep if you're, you're either going to die out before the end of your shift, or you're going to have trouble getting to sleep because by the time your shift ends, you're going to be still hopped up. The XR on Adderall only lasts between six and eight hours. So you can do that if you're working eight hour shifts. It's great. If you're working 10 to 12 hour shifts, not so much because by the time it dies off, you're like, mm. and if you take another one, then you fuck going to bed that night. So what he put me on was uh, Vivens, which is intended to be a 12 to, a 10 to 12 hour solution. And um, he did start me at the middle dosage originally. I did have to bump up to one dose higher than that. But there are actually three doses higher than what I'm on available. And but the one that I'm on currently has like, it's been the sweet spot for me. I take that in the morning. I am awake enough. I have instead of I was I, I went from drinking anywhere between six and 14 cups of coffee a day no joke, between six and 14 cups of coffee a day to I have two cups of coffee a day. And that's out of habit more than anything else because I do like my coffee. So I have my coffee in the morning and I have my two cups of coffee and that's it. But I went from having between six and 12 cups to two cups a day and that's it. And it, and it gets me through a 12-hour shift. And yeah, at the end of the 12-hour shift, I'm like, okay, I'm done. It's time for bed. But it makes a huge difference in the fact that I'm able to focus on what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm working on, my job, any side projects that I have, I'm able to actually do them, work on them, and still be able to come back to my original focus. So it it makes a huge difference. Um but you do have to get to get the doctor. You got to get the right doctor and you got to talk to them and, and explain all of the symptoms that you're having in order to get that because it is a scheduled to controlled substance. So they are very guarded about to whom they'll give that out to. You can't just walk into the doctor's office and be like, hey, I have ADHD, give me some Adderall. And they'll be like, fuck you. But if you go into the doctor and be like, here's the situation. I have this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. And in doing my research, I found that this could be related to this. I would like to try XYZ. They are more likely to be able to be like, okay, yeah, let's give that a shot for a couple of weeks. See how that works. If it helps, then we'll continue it. If it doesn't, then we'll try something different. Um, 
So that's how I would recommend approaching your doctor about that, is explain all of the symptoms and the research and your experience with other people who have had those symptoms and use that medication before just asking for the drugs. Because honestly, if you just go in there and be well, like, hey, doc. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on asking for the drugs, but after everything you just said, I'm like, I'm not like that at all. So play your last track so I can get to bed. <laughs> No, no, I mean, no, no, has the same exact symptoms as what I'm saying. I need to talk to somebody apparently that's a medical profession because everything you just told me, I'm like, nope, I know exactly where things are in my head. Even if I put it away in a thing, we're not going to get into that. Players track, let's get us out of here because I got to get the fucking bed. Eric, play your goddamn last song, goddammit. Make it happy, you piece of shit. Because I got to get to bed and I'm going to be fucked up tomorrow and you get to jerk off in your bed, you motherfucker. All right. Here's a song called I'm Sad Every Day, 100% of the Time by The Sadness. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's not that's not the truth. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> play your upbeat song already. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but in all seriousness, that's just Dude, one oh, of the symptoms. Fuck. Fuck. There's many symptoms. Fuck's sake, that's not the only one. Uh, oh, damn it. Talk to your doctor, is all I'm saying. I don't have a doctor, I'll find one. That's Even what I'm saying. Find a doctor, talk to them. Anyways, anyways, I can play, play your track. Play your track. I'm going to play a track. Play a track, you fucking teacher. <laughs> Listen here, you. Sit down, shut up, and stop drawing on the desk. Yeah, fuckers. play your fucking track. I to, I, do you know how hard I have to work? You fuck, I watch this until you get to bed every day and you leave here. Play your fucking track, you son of a bitch. Oh my god. Anyways, so on that happy note, there's rhythm and moves by the Capitol Rights. Sugar rush sends in a crash. Every week's got a flavor, but it never lasts. Mmm, bad taste. I'm guilty of that, I know. Well, I've never been a class A act. I'm an overachiever with my courtesy laughs, but I can fake a mean heart attack when I'm losing control. Oh, yeah, I know what I like. I know where I stand, three steps behind a girl I once had I took two steps right, I got one step left She'll weaken my knees until I can't stand Cause I got the rhythm, she's got the moves All tight fits and all the Slithered on by like a snake in tall grass I couldn't keep up my front with no back oh. Well, this time it wasn't an act I threw a pity party, gave myself a pat on the back Cause pure integrity is something I lack When I'm losing control oh. Yeah, I know what I like I know where I stand I left my mark she shed that skin I took two steps right I got one step left Should've 
knocked on wood before we shook hands Because I'm breaking down, this is not who I am The girl walks on water while I sink in quicksand I got the rhythm, she's got the moves All tight bits and all the right grooves She'll get the rug if I cut her loose I got the rhythm, she's got the moves I know what I like, I know where I stand Three steps behind this girl, I wish I had two steps Right, I got one step left to the only one that'll light my fire She's my perfect match I got the rhythm, she's got the moves I got the rhythm, she's got the moves I got the rhythm, she's got the moves Groups. She'll get the rug if I cut her loose I got the rhythm, she's got the moves I got the rhythm, she's got the moves All tight bits and all the right grooves She'll get the rug if I cut her loose I got the rhythm, she's got the moves I got the rhythm, she's got the moves Well, Eric, it's been a blast but now it's time to tap that. Shit, I'm out. I know things. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right, then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out.